Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch Live. Rick Diver here. As always, with Mr. Dustin Frazier and Matt Squires. Brunchers. Anataru Matari. <laughs> the hell is that? Japanese, don't worry. I've been getting in touch with a lot of friends in this isolation, okay? <laughs> Learn a new language, fuck it, right? Yeah, right. Just for record translation, Brunchers kept you waiting, huh? It's been a long time. So you should have said something like, Brunchers, Sashiburi Dana. That would have been cool. <laughs> That's oh. sort of the same thing. Sorry to keep you waiting. It's sort of what that yeah. is. You hear that a lot of anime. Yeah, that might have to be the new one. Sorry. Yeah. We are still alive. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there is that. You know, Matt Squires is here filling in for Roxy. Roxy has the CV. No, nah, I'm kidding. She is uh, just a little under the weather. But uh, she's in the chat room. So shout out to her and everybody else. And I'll shout you out later on. But today we're going to talk about some new closures, changes in the overall wrestling world, thanks to a lot of things that are going on. I actually don't want to name it, say the dark one by name very often anymore. So we're going to go with a lot of other popular uh, broadcasts and just call it CV when we have to reference it, if we have to reference it, because I don't want the whole show that to be the theme of the entire thing. But yeah, thank you to all listening, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tune in, Mixer, blah, 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 talkbrunch.com, chat room, et cetera, et cetera, all that shit. So what's up, guys? Hey, you know, shaking and baking, you know, making it. Yeah. I'm stoked. I got my stimulus money, and I'm putting all of it in 2K21 stock, WWE. <laughs> and I'm pretty hopeful for the return. <laughs> you stupid. I... I, I'm <laughs> it's funny because I'm late because of the fact that at the last minute I always change the order of stuff on our program, and uh, I happened to put the 2K21 news at the very top after the opening just because it was like you know what something tells me that the icebreaker. What do you think? Oh god! Yeah, the icebreaker is the news. So yeah, Justin Leeper, who was the writer of Road to WrestleMania modes, uh in a lot of the WWE games has basically said that he's heard from a reliable source that 2K21 has been cancelled and there will not be a game this year. And he said that uh, taking a year off will hopefully help the developers hone their craft at making these games. And I can't argue with you there. After seeing the mess that is 2K20, how can I argue with anyone? Yeah. Truth be told, annual titles as a whole should just kind of not be a thing. It's like what all can you really do in a year, you know? I can't believe that you bought that thing still. Hey. It happened. <laughs> What's the worst purchase? That or me buying Dust or getting Anthem? At least Anthem uh, had promise. Hmm. That that is <laughs> we a, uh, that is a toss up, man. What's worse, that or Anthem? <laughs> the thing is they can eventually fix Anthem. I don't think they could ever fix 2K20. <laughs> I'm still trying to think here. What would be the worst one? I, I honestly kind of feel like, uh, yeah, you know what, man? I have to say 2K20 is the worst purchase. Anthem is an average shooter. You know what I mean? It's it's great in some aspects, but it just fails in 
like the gameplay itself and the flying and the mechanics of it is great. If they just would have fixed, it's like, uh, I don't know, like a donut. Like the outside of it's really, really good. But when you get to the center, it's like, mm, this sucks. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, that, that uh, it, it, you know, it doesn't have a good end game. It doesn't have anything that, that any meat to the bone, you know? There's not really you don't feel like you're progressing as much after like the main story is over and aj crash rocks over there says that he's paid 20 dollars phantom still in the plastic yeah there's a lot of places i've seen it for like eight nine bucks and i was like you know what i still can't do it <laughs> oh dude when i was when i was still up at GameStop, brand new it was going for like five yeah that's that's rough that's rough <laughs> but and they're <laughs> still on sale trying to push 2k20 for 20 bucks yeah which that. is funny because on my because i'm part of the stream xbox stream so, like, on my phone and stuff, it's free on my phone. I'll see you on Game Pass 2K20. Yeah. And, then, and then even then, I might be busy with the other good Game Pass games that are on there. Because Game Pass is by no means Netflix. No disrespect to Netflix, but Netflix gives you guys stuff either that's exclusive that they made or it's old as shit. Whereas like, yeah, like, like, walk, um, like Walking Dead seasons would come out right before the new season was going to start. Like, game Pass, most yeah, of the game- games are new and good. Yeah, but Game Pass don't have Tiger King games. I've I've compared Game Pass to to uh I've compared Game Pass to the wall from Game of Thrones. Two oh kinds of people two kinds of people wind up here. The people that are honorable and fantastic and have high reputations and pieces of shit. <laughs> and that, and that's you hear that where, pandemic? <laughs> that's where Game Pass is, you know. It's the coin toss. So I I, I see two K twenty being on there and we still won't even play it. I've I've been playing a lot of Bless Unleashed. I don't want to segue too far from the wrestling game, but uh, I know we we promoted it on here as a community game. Uh, that has become my my jam, man, in every way. Like I spent hours on there. The economy's so much fun, making money. I'm I buy a lot of shit that cost real money without spending money, just because if you know how to work that economy and sell and buy the right things and go, uh gather the right stuff it's it's pretty cool the quest the open world of it fantasy star turned out to be a little bit more closed world than i wanted and very repetitive um it's closer to a destiny which is funny because destiny took a lot from fantasy star but i like it's age shows that doesn't mean i'm giving up on that as the alternative free game but you more likely would find us on bless just because that's where i spend a significant amount of time there's so much to do a lot of fun yeah you're always on there that game has stolen your life I'm, I'm waiting for the day when I hear shit. I missed the show. Why? I was on blast. Well, the cool thing because that's why I, <laughs> that's the reason I haven't been streaming. If you guys notice, it's the only game in years I haven't been streaming. The cool thing about it is because of the atmosphere of it. There are times when I it, it's like a no pressure game. At the same time, it's a pressure game. Like if I stop at a fireplace or to craft or something, I could flip the channel over to something else or be doing a hundred other things and then come back to it, you know, and leave town again. As opposed to like you know, games are just like go 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 go. You know, and yeah, two K twenty one. They wouldn't. They they wouldn't have to create the crowd. That's true. The easiest thing <laughs> is what they wouldn't have to create. When they saw the amount of empty arena matches there, too, that's when they really throw in the towel. It's like we will need to code the crowd this year, guys. Yeah, no, it's a really why because there's thing. nothing there to code. <laughs> you code the floor. That's it. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, we're, I'm hearing rumors that they're planning that there's gonna be some sort of an arcadey style two K game that comes out this year. It's just rumor, but I'm hearing that they're gonna like, be doing uh, something. Like WrestleMania, the arcade? Maybe, Maybe. like WWE All-Stars? Or? I was thinking more like All-Stars, which to me, All-Stars is where they sort of took a lot from... As, as weird as that game was, they took a lot from All-Stars and incorporated into WWE 12. You go back before yeah. WWE 12, yeah. 
they didn't use any of that specifically even the way finishers work that whole stun finisher thing for anyone familiar with wrestling like for example with the rock since that's the most familiar person uh you know the way like he'll do the the taunt first where he like puts his like hands on his knees and sort of like uh yeah the wake-up sort of, taunt pretty much right right mm-hmm. that wake-up taunt that came from the the all-star games where it's like yeah, everyone sort of has their way of doing it, that. you know. So, I mean, I kind of feel like that changed things because it was cool to be able to go through the whole entire motion of hitting finishers. I didn't like it there because they would fly through the air and weird shit and like explode onto the ground. But yeah. I remember liking the setup like that sort of laid That's, a lot of the groundwork. I still like superstars. The old one? Dude, I'll jack, oh, yeah. I'll jack anybody up with perfect and boss, man. <laughs> Final Thanks for the spark. Jesus Chain, you scared the shit out of me. Jesus. What is that? What is that up there? A tiger? They have Tiger King that we could post up here? What the fuck? Oh, that's fucking, awesome. Oh my god. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Make I'm sure watching that for the second far. time right now. I still haven't seen it. Oh, Rick. Do you know what it is for me? It's too many people talk about that show, and it just made me not even want to see it anymore. You haven't seen it either? No. All right, I'm off. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Oh. <laughs> Dude, it's the train wreck of train wrecks. And you know what makes it good? It's each new person that comes in as a bigger a-hole than the next. <laughs> so it's like, here comes a new challenger. And it's like, yep, that guy's worse than that guy. I love it. It's awesome. Who doesn't like a gay gun-toting redneck that raises tigers? Come on. Well, see, I live in the South, so... Well, yeah, I mean, is that's... <laughs> There's a couple of things on there where somebody's going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But, yeah, it just got so many twists and turns. A girl's arm gets bit off. I mean, come on. It's good stuff. It's not the kind of shit you watch. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like I said, I'm watching it again for the second Did time. They... Just getting all wait a I can out of Did they call it quits? Did they call it quits with the tiger shit after the girl lost her arm? No. She <laughs> got her arm ripped off, went to the hospital. Loved her job so much, they said, hey, we can probably surgically do the, rebuild your arm in two years, but it's going to be, nope, amputated, cut it off on Friday, was back to work on Monday. I love how they said probably. What? We're not sure. I love it. <laughs> I love it. God, Squires makes me almost want to walk So you're telling me fucking future Gohan over there went back to training tigers after that? <laughs> your final blast! <laughs> Thank you for this part. Oh, look. <laughs> Oh, there's the worst person of them all. Oh, God. Carol Baskin. Oh, I thought she'd gotten so much heat off of that show. Now. <laughs> oh, yeah. She thought, oh, this is going to be great exposure for me. Yeah, till episode three, how your husband disappeared, quotation marks, and oh, how really? you got all oh, that that's, money. Is that the cold case they reopened? Yep. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, she was pissed after... Yep. I guess after she watched it, she was pretty hot. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love how AJ's Crash comic kind of reminds me. Like, it must suck to work at Baskin-Robbins right now. Like, I mean, just all the characters in this. There's another Tiger <laughs> trainer that's polygamist. Can't go wrong with that. I mean, is he polygamous with the tigers or with women? No, with his women. <laughs> and he dresses them up as tigers. <laughs> I thought he was yeah, fucking multiple questions. tigers. I'm, like, oh, I'm pretty sure there's level. been some tigers involved. That probably has. Like, and the tigers, the tigers were in the corner filming. How did this happen? Oh yeah, like did somebody oh, just decide oh, yeah. that this would and be a good Joe, idea? And, and Joe Exotic made his husbands gay, even though that they were heterosexual. <laughs> Wait, that's that's <laughs> hold impossible. On, hold on, hold on. What? 
I can't explain it. After he broke up with them, he was he was having an affair with the receptionist, but <laughs> what? They ended up having a kid together. Yeah. Yo, and this is <sighs> dude. There's a guy that shoots himself in the head on accident. I'm telling you, this is like the best. Are you saying she didn't pop up on TLC? No, it should have been. Oh my god! It's seven episodes, forty to fifty minutes each. You can Jesus. do it in a day. I day. Watch it. Uh, once you, oh, I I did that all in one day. I couldn't stop. It was like <laughs> it's like when you had cocoa puffs the first time, and then you just ate the whole box. Putting cocoa puffs into this. <laughs> you're like, what is this magical thing? And then you just yuck, yuck, meth yuck. and we turn them gay, according to Mark yep, Sanders. Yep, Dude, you yep. could fucking inject uh, me with, with, with you could inject me with fucking adamantium. You could put me through the Deadpool through the Weapon X project, and I'm not gonna turn gay. Like it's just not biologically oh, possible. His web videos, man. Oh, what kind of shit is that? What is this oh, doing on so Netflix? It's supposed to be like a family-friendly type of place. I thought. No, and this is number one on Netflix, man. It just—it's the—it's. I'm telling you guys, it's the best thing ever. It'll change your life. I don't know if I want that change. Yeah, I might be satisfied with the way things. Are. No. <laughs> no. I'm gonna just keep shit the way it is and be happy. Like, huh? I guess, dude. That is. Nuts. I keep hearing oh. about this tiger. Oh, exactly. It's like you finish one episode, then you're like, ah, uh, and then it just, it's like you see the car wreck, and then, oh, and then everything catches on fire. Then the next episode, little kitties are running out on fire. And then the next episode, then all those get, it's just, it keeps getting worse. How much of the worse. production is making it a work, though? Like, how much of it is accentuated? No, from- there's, there's no, you could just tell, oh my God, this is the way, there's no twist in words. This isn't, you know, trying to make it look bad. It, this is bad. <laughs> Good lord. Fucking Willie says when Joe Exotic started feeding people old Walmart meat oh! on his pizza at the... What the fuck yeah, is so, this? So, so yeah, they would get... The meat, so meat from their... So they would get... They needed, you know, it takes anywhere from like, I think $10,000 a month or something like that to feed a tiger. Well, I mean, he's Joe Exotic, so he goes to Walmart in this truck... And he says, people that buy meat, let's say you take it out of the freezer and you go up to pay for it and you don't have enough money or something, they can't put that back on the shelf. So it just goes in the trash. So he would go to all these Walmarts and get all this expired meat in these trucks to feed to the cats. But that's not before all of the workers would pull out the meat that they want to eat for their dinners. And then they opened up a restaurant and they used that meat for the pizzas. <laughs> What are they fucking Darthraki? Do they also have Khaleesi's like in their in their lands and shit? Oh like what is this? God. It sounds like wild uh, fucking animals. Yeah, I don't know. I love it. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Nice. It, it just it keeps getting better and better. Yeah. I don't fucking understand. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Tiger King is so real, I thought it was fake. Yep. Oh. That's that's perfect. <laughs> All right. Well What the fuck? So yeah, two K twenty nine happening. Okay, next story. Yeah. Yep. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two K twenty nine. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, that's, the next, that's when they'll have it. Oh my lord! It'll be it'll be a decade from now. It'll we'll call it a decade. It'll be the new streak. Oh, I mean, where where the fuck do we go after that? Like what? Uh, well, we can talk about them. I mean, it's not like the the shitstorm has ended with them. Yeah, so, uh, I know. Bear with me because I'm reading the news along with you guys. I try to put this together as much as possible. There's been so much seesawing back and forth with this company. So uh, apparently what happened was uh, 
they were going to tape a bunch of stuff like everyone else is doing. I'm going to go over how much shit everyone else has been taping. But WWE planned to follow, and they were going to also be taping a whole bunch of shows. And uh, they, they started to tape them during the afternoon. And then midway through, Vince just changed his mind, like in the middle of tapings. He was just like, uh, you know, we're not going to do it like this. You know, it was just like, no, we're not going to do it like this. Everyone's going to, we're just going to go back to doing the weekly. And that's it. Now they're live. They're the only thing I think left live besides podcast, radio, stream, shit like that. Like they're the only thing, are they the only thing on the planet right now that's still going? I think so. I mean, mm. besides news. Besides the news and, and like. Kind no, there's a couple of talk shows. I think like the view is doing it live, but they're like far apart or like in different rooms. I think there's a few talk shows like that. Yeah, but that's um, that's more still in a sense practicing social distancing, whereas here from what we're hearing, they they didn't do that at all. Vince just decided that they were going to be able to just start doing it weekly. Now from what I'm hearing here, uh, he has a contract. Vince McMahon has a contract with Fox and NBC Universal, according to Meltzer. But the NBC Universal contract lets him have three non-live shows per year, which are the two UK shows and a Christmas show. And he assumes that the Fox deal is similar. So when you have these deals with companies and you have a television show and it's a live show, they're paying for the live. That's what they bought. You're allowed. It's almost like having days, like sick days, but think of it for a company. Like they already used up all their sick days. It's what's happening here. So they don't really have a choice. They don't want to breach contract as big of a company as they are publicly traded. As shitty as it sounds, regardless of what's going on, they would be in a breach of contract. Whether or not Fox or USA would independently or or uh, combined try to enforce whatever the consequences are to this, whether it be less money or who knows, maybe once you breach that, they can just terminate. Your contract, I mean, which would leave them without a channel. Isn't, isn't this like a different situation, though? It's not like he's not willing to do it. It's This is unprecedented what's happening. It is, but at the same time, and that's part of the, the controversy of what people are going through, people large and small are being affected. And since this is the first time, it's not clear to anyone what will happen. Like, yeah, there are certain places where bills and utilities and rent have been on hold for 90 days. What happens after those 90 days has yet to be determined. Do you owe all that? Is it is it pardoned? You got to look at that on a larger scale. They've probably told Vince, like, yeah, you know, don't worry, all of the business deals and shit are on hold. But what happens when they unlock? Where are you? And like six later, said the laws are shitty like that. So I'm looking at it just playing devil's advocate. I get that. I've already heard the popular opinion, thanks to SJWs and Twitter, about WWE's wrong. But I'm looking at it. This man's playing with a lot of other people's livelihood and money, not just his own. They have it looking like Scrooge McDuck or like Glongold, more accurately. This evil maniac, all he cares about is me, me, me. There's a lot of moving parts to this that would affect everyone, that would cause a ripple effect. It's not just his money. It's money in general. He doesn't really have to. It's not an easy choice to make. Because it would affect everyone. And God forbid one of those channels did pull the trigger and they were in breach of contract, just assuming that's the way it is and they lose that spot. You have now just lost your uh, television. Again, this is just playing devil's advocate as to why they were going live. I want us to reserve judgment until we hear all of the information here. And again, my first time hearing too, I'm going through it with you. Uh, so WWE is apparently not scared of getting taken off the air by NBC. Uh, because I guess they have sort of a hybridic relationship there. It helps the channel. The channel helps it. Fox, on the other hand, 
And you guys know this about Fox. Come on, don't act like you're surprised. What show talked about that shit the most? Going back to the beginning of us hearing rumors about Fox was, was <laughs> us. We said Fox will cut your fucking throat. We said, God forbid anything goes wrong with this deal that they're putting all their eggs into. We said it when we first heard the first whispers of Fox. They have Fox killed. will have you looking out the flowers with no hesitation. They have put down better horses and everyone's mind immediately goes to Firefly because Firefly was awesome. Firefly was great. It was some of Josh Whedon's best stuff. And that says a lot for the man who made Buffy and Angel and all that other stuff. This was some of his best shit. And they shot it in the back of the head. They gave us Serenity, the movie, a movie called Serenity as the shitty season too. And you can feel, you can feel the Hollywood all over it compared to the development that it was going through and the characters and the world building that they did. And season two was like, Serenity, we're just going to kick a lot of ass on a ship. So Fox will send you to your doom. Family guy, like he said up there, six a family guy. Yeah. They killed that thing. They basically sprocketed that shit because it was killed and back and killed and back. And it was like they kept firing poor family <laughs> guys. Dead is better. Like. You know, so, I mean, this company doesn't need anyone. They're huge. They're huge. And at the end of the day, they also, and you guys all know, they also don't care. What's the worst that would happen if they pulled the trigger? They, you know, first of all, SmackDown ratings haven't been great. Things have kind of been falling apart before we even reached this point. Now they have an out. All that would happen is angry people would say stuff like, but this was during like trying times. Didn't they, don't they care how messed up is that? Yes, yeah, messed up. They do messed up shit all the time. You know how many cancellations? Remember that one bit that they did where Peter named all the shit that they canceled? Yeah. And he was just going on and on and on. It was like, it was surreal, the amount of stuff. And no, Parker, the credits just like that. You know, Parker Lewis can't lose, probably needed to be killed. No, come on. <laughs> what about, uh, well, was Herman's head them? Remember Herman's head? Yep. Herman's yeah, head, see? Greg the Bunny. Oh, the pain. So that, e- that 80s show. Oh, terrible. Oh. It's like, it's not as fun when it's, when it's Coke instead of weed. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine that they ever, I never watched that, I never watched that 80s show, but you know the theme of the 80s was Coke. So I wonder, did they ever do the thing where they go around the table? <laughs> can you imagine that shit you know but it's not it's not weed like the implication isn't that as the, t- the camera's going around the table they're smoking but they're all like coked up you know what though the thing is one thing they do have an event what is fox going to replace it with nobody's filming anything but they don't but that's not again this is the what happens when I mean, this what's is fox going to put on there they, they, just take, cancel okay, them. they go all right you once know this is over, not working just, out just cancel yeah. and put everything that's back once this is over yeah that's a smart business move. If you're Fox, if you're an evil corporation that just cares about money, this show is is like going through some growing pains. And now you can contract free, consequence free. Say, hey, WW, take a fucking walk. Now we got the NBA back or we got whatever they have on there. You know, they have their their. Uh, they don't have the only the only sports they have is football. That's it. They don't. I guess they that's don't true. They are. They are NFL. But uh, the point being, they obviously don't trust and they would know better than we do. They don't trust that something bad won't be done to them when they're vulnerable and there's no reason for them to 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 not feel that way that's pretty much the way business is so uh <laughs> fucking AJ crash yeah so 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 the way i'm looking at it is yeah that's a big big problem so i, I get what you guys are saying about the risk and everything else but the the risk of uh, and i said this before the financial risk to people can also be something that's harmful and yes there are people according to fightful they were saying that vince was very aggressive about the changes to the tapings and uh yeah, basically, no one on the roster was happy. Like, there were a lot of people not happy, but there were people that were okay with it, you know, because obviously those people want to make money. And uh they actually gave them, uh they gave all the superstars letters that they could give to the police in case they're pulled over to basically explain to them 
that they're uh, they're traveling for tapings because my they're, working papers. Yeah, because they're 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 considered <laughs> they're considered essential media now. Believe it or not, and we're gonna get into that because the the yes, the state of Florida has considered them now. Um, they've been put under the category of essential media. That is amazing, Vince McMahon. Wow, they've always said he's had connections, like traffic stopping connections and shit. To me, like that, that is very telling that they managed wrestling, <laughs> managed to become of essential. all things. Like, what is it then? Essential media. If wrestling is essential media, then freaking Chopped on Food Network is just as essential. <laughs> but Chopped yeah. don't got their connections though. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, that that is really crazy. They basically I mean, what, are. Yes, they what, they, what they makes notify. it essential? Because it's live. I guess I'm I'm not sure. I I don't see how they legally. Hopefully, more details come out about how they legally managed to do this. But somehow <laughs> they 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 did it. It's strange, right? Isn't that crazy? Like they were on here talking about this, and they legit pulled that shit off. It's freaking weird. Like, <laughs> but yeah, ESPN received a statement from WWE basically saying that they're going to continue to air live television broadcasts and that they're going to take safety measures and, uh, you know, they're going to stay, they're going to stay COVID, as free from COVID nineteen as possible. Oh God! It says, uh, the statement we we believe it is now more important than ever to provide people with a diversion from these hard times we are producing content on a close set with only essential personnel in attendance following appropriate guidelines while taking additional precautions to ensure the health and wellness of our performers and staff as as a brand that has been woven into the fabric of society wwe and its superstars bring families together and deliver a sense of hope determination and perseverance Woven into the fabric of society, like oh, wow. like like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh my God, that is some Ugh. good. That is some good ass kissing right there. I lo- I love it. I love it. And uh, Rebby Hardy, of course, oh, has no. something to say. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Why is she? Always, I guess she doesn't give a shit now that uh. I guess I guess oh, she was applauding Vince, right? Mm-hmm. She basically said if WWE fans are looking, she said if WWE stands, but I'm sure she meant fans. If WWE stands are looking for escapism via wrestling, they can watch practically every match ever on the WWE network. Like it's not 1992 DVR exists. Subscription services exist. We don't need any particular program to entertain us. Go ahead and cancel me for the 90th time. Ah, but that means that you resubscribed 89 times, Rep. <laughs> but I digress. I kind of see her point, but at the same time, telling people they could go and watch old shit. I don't want to wind up like Will Smith and I Am Legend, where I'm like mouthing Shrek. You know what I mean? Just because there's nothing but old shit to watch. Like, I do appreciate, I'm not going to act like I don't appreciate there being new shit to watch. I I get the risk, but I do appreciate the new stuff. And I I don't know. I question whether or not she would be singing that same tune if, uh, if Broken Matt Hardy was still around there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she wouldn't. Next time she wants to have a kid, I'll tell her, hey, get a fish. The faults that I'm seeing in this entire thing, because WWE is by no means innocent here. The faults that I'm seeing are, uh, for example, we're hearing that they pulled the same thing where they had people show up for these tapings and they didn't use everybody. That, that's the kind of bad habits that they need to stop. At the very least, make sure that you're only bringing people on this trip, assuming this is true information, that are required. You can't just have people come in and then not do anything. This is why I'm glad I'm not a wrestler, amongst other reasons. Because if I showed up somewhere 
during a fucking pandemic for work and they're like, oh, we decided not to use. I'd probably kill them. Legit. Like OJ Simpson style. Like you sent wow. me on a pandemic in a pandemic for nothing. <laughs> you know, you know, you fuck right off. You kill somebody else and you use me, bitch. Like, this is about no. to become a Charles Bronson movie, motherfucker. See Rick leaving the performance center in a Bronco. <laughs> with nobody to chase him. Nope. A Bronco with a red stripe. Getting away scot-free. Fuck all of y'all. And then right before he pulls off he throws milk and shit everywhere. <laughs> oh no, not that guy again. How you gonna bring, I where that guy's how been you gonna bring homie back? How you hey, gonna bring homie back? How you think about that? I wonder where that guy's been through all this shit. Yeah, I don't know, but I'll tell so you. So they this. just keep they keep calling in Titus, just hoping he gets COVID, right? Is that the oh thing? Vince is still Maybe mad about him pulling his arm that they, one time. They bring that, in the people they want to take out. Get rid of people. Yeah, they're pulling a fox. They're waiting for the right opportunity. So uh, they released this video. I guess this is good PR. Let's take a look at what's going on here. Of questions about the coronavirus, I'm here to share some simple steps you can take to help protect yourself and others. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Wash your hands often with soap and water for 20 plus seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Clean and disinfect surfaces and objects. Wash hands after touching commonly used items. Together, we can help slow the spread. Aw, that was lazy. I, I, I hate that. What are they going to tell me how to put my pants on next? But it was lazy, First, too. Right legged. It was really lazy, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like that. I expected so much more. Like, like, come on, look at how lazy that was. Like they didn't even try to. Like if that if that was like the women's freaking breast cancer awareness or the or the dying children <laughs> or Black History, we would have still been here for like another twenty minutes. Would have been a minutes. mini movie. Yeah, they would have brought people with COVID <laughs> to the ring and hugged them. <laughs> oh my god! But that was like, yeah, we're just phoning if, it if, in. If they if they just had somebody come out sneeze everywhere <laughs> on their hands and then stick their hands in their mouth and then Ron just walks by and goes, damn. That would have been way better than what they just <laughs> oh did right my there. God. <laughs> I like that. Took them forever. I like that. You know the way you got See? the green screen John Travolta? We need the G- the, the, the green screen uh, of like Ron fucking Sim- Ron Simmons just walking onto set going, damn, so we could use it wherever we need it. Oh my God. There's a lot of cases where I've needed a Ron Simmons like a... Oh, yeah. Wow. These I guys. Don't like those you know what's funny? You like idiots PSAs. They're I just listened. Stupid. I don't know if this is the mayor or the governor. I don't know much about Florida, but I listened to the official statement about WWE being essential business. This guy sounds nervous as hell to even be insulting our intelligence <laughs> and standing up there explaining. He sounds like that poor guy got sent out there to say some shit he doesn't believe. You know? He sounds like Phil Spencer. After the first year of Xbox One. <laughs> oh my god. Like this poor man was sent out there. Anyway, let's let's take a look at this. WWE, which is taping their shows here in town, announced last night they had one of their, I believe it was an on-stage performer test positive. Are you aware, are they deemed an essential business or did they get a special exemption to stay open? Or are you aware of how they're able to? I think initially there was... Um a review that was done and they were not essentially deemed they were not initially deemed an essential business with some conversation with the the governor's office regarding the governor's order they were deemed an essential business and so therefore they were allowed 
uh, to remain open. Uh, in terms of the specifics associated with the wrestler who, uh, or personality who tested positive, I, I don't know any of the details of that, obviously, because of uh, HIPAA laws, et cetera. I don't know that, but, you know, that's like a little family, a small family of uh, professional athletes uh, that wrestle. And, uh, you know, if, if one of uh, my family members tested positive in my house, uh, that would be concerning to me. You know, we would have to uh, make some provisions in my house to make sure that the rest of us not get infected. And so I would assume that from a business perspective, the WWE is doing that type of uh, analysis of its own family. Yeah, he said when he threw his hand down when he was done, like, whew, made it. <laughs> he did it. He did it like when you kill a boss with one fucking bar of health. Like, like oh. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, like that dude was so that that he should be the poster boy for see what ha- ha- happened was <laughs> WWE the family. He was just using words. Well, let me. Uh, well, the circumstances of the situation circumvently. Let me tell you something. And we're just all a family. Yo, and I, I, I don't even know how to hog tie. And. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. You know what is more amazing? <laughs> I never knew Melissa McCarthy knew how to do sign language. This oh doesn't god. even make sense. <laughs> That's stupid. Oh. <laughs> that motherfucker went well, so you see. We they're a family and yeah. if it was my family, I would take care of them. I'm I'm assuming the WWE being a family of their own. Has okay, taken proper. And speaking of family, Family Matters is my favorite television. Oh my god! And that has nothing to do with the perpendicular perpenstance of the situation. As so it... let me tell you, we have all the bases oh covered, and god. I love baseball, so I know bases. <laughs> I go all day long. Every time you went to a new thing, I thought because they are fearless. To give us entertainment. And I know something about fear because I eat chicken. And speaking of chicken, let me tell you something. Captain Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Oh my god, that is that was awesome. That dude (laughs) I give him. And then when he starts losing, he can get all beachy about it. And let me tell you, and I say it that I got cold. (laughs) And I say it that they can do the wrestling. That and guy, I said the wrestling. That motherfucker had a longer run-on sentence than Dave Meltzer himself. <laughs> Yo, Squires could be a church. Squires could be a pastor in a church in Atlanta. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Dude, he was oh, just was rambling. Good. Ramble. Oh, man. He just <laughs> let it out. I want that to be a ringtone. Jesus That is Christ. too good. That is too good. They literally, so they don't, he has no idea. He has no idea. He just knows exactly what we know, and he was sent up there to butter it up. <laughs> okay, you gotta put that stank on, Carl. You gotta put that stank on it. That's the best hype guy you can have. Oh, my God. But, yep, that's the whole long and short event. Basically, they were gonna do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday tapings. Five episodes of SmackDown, five episodes of Raw. They were gonna use Full Sail, and they were gonna do NXT as well, and then after the Friday show... Vince was just like, we're not doing it this way. So I guess maybe it was like, maybe he, he they, they apparently it's been reported that he was reluctant before we even got to this point. And uh, they're doing everything to try to, I don't know, I guess, look good in the public and take precautions at the same time. Because uh, 
they basically said that everyone's required to wear masks and stuff now when they're there aside from when they're in the ring but like everywhere else they have to wear a mask wherever they are i know there's a lot of states that are now requiring people to wear a mask and, and for employers to give out masks to their employees if they want them to work i don't know if they is providing the mask but at the end of the day there's a apparently new cdc suggestions in regards to having face masks and uh you know if you can't make one wear one or if you can't wear one make one or just pull your t-shirt over your fucking head and just walk like cornholio from beavis and butthead i don't know all the wrestlers have cane masks oh shit <laughs> the fucking voice box cane too oh <laughs> and uh yeah apparently according to pw insider they're basically uh putting all of the superstars in a single hotel room during this so they're all self-isolating together they're not even allowed to go home that's why daniel bryan i guess put out that tweet where he said i'd give anything to be with you like in response to like brie bella because they can't be together because for you to be part of this little uh charade you would need to all be in this giant hotel wwe i wonder if we're going to start hearing the hotel stay from hell stories like we did the plane ride from hell years ago oh, so God. giant wwe this is the real camp wwe now right that should be the next <laughs> that should be the spin of hotel wwe <laughs> why not right but yeah apparently they're all there in that one hotel that would be awkward you know you go walking down the hallway you hear up up down down going on and oh my god you no know, i don't know what else you would hear probably nothing good for you hear, la- you hear fucking Lana talking about how she's the greatest superstar of all time and shit probably more up up down down <laughs> yeah probably just up so. up down down everywhere right <laughs> that's all that they do yeah, it'll be a lot of up, up, down, down, and, and, and Rollins will have a big CrossFit room. Oh, my God. He's going to use that whole hallway? like. Yeah, pretty much. It is. Uh, but, yeah, it is definitely a problem, I'll tell you that much, with the way that they're doing things. Like, yeah, they're keeping everything sanitized. They're all in a hotel together. Uh, they basically, they change the ropes, turnbuckles, canvas, the aprons between matches. Uh, they keep sanitizing the performance center over and over again. So these are the things they're taking even while they're with each other. I heard they're dipping all their mufflers and uh and uh in Lysol. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh, Big Johnny, you me, got baby. your muffler in. He fucking beat me to it. <laughs> oh, this muffler's hot. It's a hot muffler. Muffler sting, daddy. Why this muffler burn, daddy? That's a good burn. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't you earning, baby. You ain't earning. Oh, my God. Oh, Dusty just popped from the great beyond. Oh, my God. Oh, that's too much. Oh, thank you, Hey Chase, for the follow. Oh. Chip, you know what? Yeah. You just made the list. Oh, no. Oh, here we go. Thank you, sir. Oh, man. Oh, God, that was... So yeah, they're keeping everyone in these single hotels, and uh, they're recording content in waves, apparently. But this was at first. That was reported at first, which, again, has probably changed. They're already talking to fans about live events again, about house shows. They already, go, they already put out a video letting everybody know, don't worry, we're going to do house shows in the future again. Which, to me, is kind of like anyone who's worried right now is probably not on the top of their worry list. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine being in a bad situation and then you get a video from WWE? Hey, guys, we have some good news. We're still going to be running house shows. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> Wait, what? You know, that was at the top of my list of shit I was worried about in the future of, of, of the entire planet was whether or not you were going to be able to still do house shows. So this is a uh, let's take a look because so far all of their campy videos. This is like gold. Oh, God. 
At WWE, we believe there is something more important than this. That is you, the WWE Universe. In these difficult times, your safety and health is paramount. The superstars and the memorable moments will return. And when we do, we want to see you there. Because putting a smile on your face is what we do. And we can't wait to do it again. Oh, man. Ugh. Can you taste right. the sour of this whole thing? <laughs> They're like two-day-old milk. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh. Like, no one is thinking about fucking house shows. You guys shouldn't even be doing you know shitty. As someone who has regular quite a significant amount of WWE events, I can tell you that I don't ever not regret going to a house show. The house shows are dry and boring. There's no fun in those house shows. The house shows aren't that different from what we're getting now with the no, current situation. Just rehashes of everything that's on Raw. It's very it's, just, it's, it's like 99% of the time championship matches where you know the fucking title not changing. Like it's just it's very dim. It's very dark. They don't have the Tron there or any of the cool stuff that makes it look good. And again, wrestling's not about that. I've gone to many an indie show, but it doesn't have the intimate setting of an indie show either. It just feels like a Raw where everyone turned off all the lights and forgot to bring all the props. Which in fact, that whole like uh, that Shield show. Last Stand thing that was a house show. Yeah, house shows are usually. They just turn on the camera. When I've gone to Raw's, Raw's at least you get the pyro, and the glitz and glamour and all that other kind of stuff. You know, same thing. Unless Kevin Owens has a championship, if he has a championship, you you probably see him lose it on a house show. Yeah. So when I. Yeah, I do remember (laughs) that. But that's the whole thing. When I when I think of a when I think of house shows, I don't really like them. But when I've gone to like pay per views like SummerSlam or Survivor Series at the Garden, and that feels great. Like there's an energy, there's an undeniable energy. The way everything looks, how large everything is, how loud everything is, just the whole feeling. Besides the wrestling being good, it's the experience. When they're saying the WWE experience, that's not a work. That's a shoot. Like it really is that way. It it feels totally different. Um, if you've ever not gone and then you go, you're gonna just your first reaction is gonna be this is a lot more intense and different than I had actually. Like TV doesn't convey it at all. That's the best way that I can put it. Like, like TV doesn't con- when it's a pay per view, especially like a good pay per view. Even even with bad wrestling, TV doesn't convey how crazy it is. And like I've been to the Garden for NBA events, and I've been to all kinds of things and concerts, and uh, there's nothing as crazy as that. Like the way that the experience is definitely up there. Yeah, it's freaking. It's 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 insane. Even like before the show even starts, like. I remember I used to always hear when um back in like the early it was like two thousand two two thousand three when Jericho would come out and you would always hear them sell the pyro on the on the commentary table. I'm just like, oh, it's not that bad. I go to see freaking my first raw Jericho's pyro goes off and I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> like, that was not a work. That was a shoot. That I felt that like crazy. Yeah, like the live experience. There's nothing like it. Like hands down. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic, and that's one of the things that that makes me a big fan. I love that you could you could smell the pyro. That's how crazy it is. And there was one time I think Boogeyman's pyro went off, and like someone like whatever one of the capsule things hit me in the head. Damn, I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh shit! I was like, oh, it's from the pyro. <laughs> I've said it on here before, but Kofi back when he had the boom, boom, boom pyro, I remember that I felt that the first time I was there when he did it. 
I felt it like in my whole body, like in the first boom, oh, like through my feet, like literally. I remember the girlfriend was next to me holding a camera and literally it almost shot out of her hand from the momentum of it. And I was thinking, how is he standing in the center of that? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I, I, remember, I can feel I that from here. I remember, I think I've told the story on air before when um, my first SmackDown when Batista was there. I was like, how does he stand that close to all that fucking pyro? Yeah, they're, they're, that's how used to it. They're desensitized to it. <laughs> where it feels like the end of the world when something goes off there. Except for Jeff Hardy. <laughs> oh. See. <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? That was one time. Jesus that Christ. That was hilarious. Blank, blank, yeah, blank, see, blank. Oh, see what Mark said? He felt Kane's power and he felt it from Obi. Yeah, for me, whenever he's in a feud and I'm there, I hate it because I'm already, because I already know how bad it is. Like, I'm bracing myself at the points where I think it's possible for him to be there. Like, I remember when he first, <laughs> when he first came out as the, uh, you remember when he first came back to being the mask and he was kind of doing this weird thing where he would like slur his speech and sound strange and he was feuding with John Cena. Um, yeah. That was the worst time for me to go to shows, dude, because every time John Cena was in the ring, I was like, oh my God, it could be any second now. <laughs> like, he could be here any fucking minute. And he was. The only cool thing about that was, was how miserable it made children. Cause I like when children are suffering, oh, yeah. like during wrestling events. Like, oh, oh no, your hero got dragged away. <laughs> okay, yeah, cry, cry. Let me see those tears. Hold on. Let me see. Do I have a thimble or something I can keep these in? <laughs> Hey, hold on, screw over, man. Screw over, man. I got tears coming. I got tears. <laughs> oh, but yeah. I remember when I went to a, a show and that Alistair Black creaking uh, sprocket noise s- scared me to half to death. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, what's that creaky sound? It's squires. I believe it. Like, it's <laughs> creak, 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 creak. This man just not 20 minutes ago tried to put it with Tiger King. Like, it was the greatest thing ever. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. I said, who's opened up a door? Really loud. Oh, man. But, yeah. So, no one's worried about their house shows. Those suck. Stop stop trying to, like, now you're just trying to make money. You look greedy now. Don't worry. We're going to have house shows. And we're going to be touring again. And we're, we're, we're essential. We're essential European money. tours coming back, guys. The main yeah. person that's sad about house shows are all the radio stations that gave them away for the 10th and 11th caller. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's not forget Dana White. He tried to put freaking ufc on an island all by himself oh, yeah. Pride island. he was gonna have an island all to himself that he rented he, he rented from a from a very reputable source from this guy named uh, shao khan and this guy was going to be running uh-huh. this island and they were going to have fights all over it that's the length that they were going to and apparently UFC 300 these, was gonna... and each to get to each event they had to use these hamster balls and running them oh fuck I hear that they're saving that for the second, the second uh, fight island. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you I can't wait for best fight island. I can't wait for UFC 290 Kumate. Oh boy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently the CDC and a lot of uh, ringside physicians have basically told people that it is their recommendation that all combat sports events be postponed until further notice. This includes any and all events, regardless of the number of people involved. Any combat sport taking place during the global pandemic places athletes, officials, and anyone else involved in the event under unnecessary risk of infection and transmission of the disease. In addition, combat sports athletes often require medical attention after about, and they do not wish to see any additional strain on an already overwhelmed medical system. These are all valid points. They continue to monitor this ever-evolving situation, and their thoughts continue to be with those who have been affected by the disease. Their organization remains steadfast in their mission to serve, protect, and educate all involved combative sports in combative sports. And, it, yeah, so 
they're basically saying they're not demanding but they're saying hey you probably shouldn't do that shit to everyone in general they're not like uh singling anyone out but sports illustrated recently uh had an article that basically said that uh the phd of uh epid epidemiology sorry if i butchered that zach binney Never heard of him before, but I'm sure he's over in his field. He said that uh, sporting events aren't going to be back until COVID-19 has a vaccine, which they don't consider themselves a sport. So at the same time, they could always I love how they can do that. They walk that line. They go back and forth whenever they need to. You know, they're the first company that can identify something different without changing anything about themselves. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> they're the OGs, they're the originators of that kind of shit. I identify as a sports company. <laughs> identify as entertainment when you need to, right? Yep. It depends. Yep. There's twelve hundred dollars on the line though, you identify as a sports company again. That's right. Hey, whatever <laughs> whatever coupon works you identify with. You know, if Trump's giving out those checks, what do you identify as then? Mm-hmm. Like, but didn't you just say a second no, no, no. I seen that one meme online, it it, it popped me where uh basically it was a, the the top of it is trump with the quote every, every man and woman will receive checks and the bottom oh, is a picture yeah. of forrest gump on the bench and he's like and just like that there were two genders again <laughs> i saw that one. Oh yeah <laughs> that was awesome. did i send that one you uh, i thought i sent it to you i don't I'm know not, i don't know we just one of us sent it to the other yeah i forget where i even saw it, it but yeah it was it was epic and it was magical the problem with a vaccine, though, is that it would take 12 to 18 months in order to receive one. So, uh, and that's with, even with the expedited process, it might be sooner with the way things have been going. Like they've been way ahead of schedule. Yeah. I'm not going to go too much into it because we've done it on many other shows. I want to stick to wrestling and not talk too much. But for anyone who's curious about exactly how that would work, uh, at the end of the day, whenever you're hit with any type of illness, your body develops antibodies and those antibodies and all of that stuff helps you not get the shit again is the long and short of it the only way there's a lot of people going i might have had it i might have had it i don't know about that but thankfully once they have the antibodies all set up you can just get tested and they'll be able to tell you in a single test yep you had it or they'll say nope you haven't and ideally what they're aiming for is in the case of yep you had it nothing you just go about your life in the case of no you haven't then they would give you the shot it'd be a vaccine and now you have the antibodies as the people that did they're far from that point though but the good news is antibodies, unlike vaccines, do not take months to develop. You could hear about that really soon. Like you could hear about antibodies like right away. Like it could be, you know, I don't want to sound professional, but it could be in a couple of weeks, even sooner where, hey, you hear the they're already testing antibodies, which means that there are people who can already go and, and get a shot or not really a shot, give blood. And they'll just tell them whether or not they had the disease. You know, this is the, this is this goes back to the old school mentality of just having all of your shots. It's just now that there's a case of people not having all their shots because there's now an additional shot required. So, uh, yeah, like uh, AJ Crash, Rock said in the chat room, his, his boss's daughter's donating her plasmid in New York because she just recovered from it. Yeah, so they have samples and uh, they'll be able to tell you if you had or not. There's already something in, in Wuhan happening where there's an app that they use to be able to tell who has antibodies. So even the, the process of getting to that point isn't going to be like, poof, it's gone one day. It's going to probably it's going to be easier. And I'm and we're already adapting that in the in the states. It's going to be easier in the future for people. It's going to be flipped. It'll be easier for people in the future who already went through this to get back to work and harder for those that avoided it. And that's the paradox that in a way there's a potential for people who have done successful avoiding of this to be the ones that are punished 
Because once everything's structured and put back into place, you will then have a system to tell who's a danger and who isn't. And they'll have to have a requirement to show it. Again, we're already at that point here. The vaccine is behind, though, and that's the scary part, because let's just say that everything goes back to normal. And then you're one of the people that didn't have it. They'd probably have you stay home so that you don't get it. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot that really goes into that. And that's the main reason, getting back to my point here, why Sports Illustrated was reporting through this guy that uh, it'll be a while for sports to come back. Because this is what they're up against. The people that have it versus the people that don't. The antibodies to get sorted. Who Who's going to get it? The testing that goes into that. And then let's not forget, you know, not being pessimistic or anything, but we're running, we're speed running a brand new vaccine against something that we just encountered. And just saying, hopefully this shit works the way it usually does, which doesn't necessarily mean that it will. So this is yeah. the reason no one's rushing to do anything. It's like we don't have enough information to really know the only thing we know is the antibody part which is that one day we'll be able to know for sure who has it and who doesn't and then separate those people and yeah you're right chase for them to say a year is really impressive that goes to show the urgency of the situation because normally this kind of stuff goes through tons of testing tons of testing but we just don't have that kind of time so again this is what we're up against and this is what's happening with the reason why they're recommending cdc is recommending all sports shut down because that should be sorted before this goes any further one way or the other in regards to uh, people like Roman Reigns, because we touched about upon it last week, being blamed, there was rumors that he has heat. According to, to uh, Wrestle Talk, they were saying that uh, no one has animosity towards him and that uh, Vince McMahon understood and that, uh, you know, everybody was just kind of like, OK, which I would expect. I wouldn't want to believe that story that he has heat for not wanting to risk his life for their fucking sport, quote unquote, entertainment. Problem is, well, I don't know. Well, quote that. Yeah. I, problem is, I don't know when the hell he's going to be the top guy again. Probably right when he comes back. Because, I mean, let's be real. Strowman's just a transitional champion until he gets back. Like, Yeah. No, he is just... I mean, he doesn't have to be, though. He should have never been. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they've already cemented that as his role at this point. Because once he gets a title, it's just, all right, first offense, all right, time to go. Chase wants to know, what, what are our thoughts? Like, if it keeps getting worse, do we think that things will get more restricted for, like, as far as anyone going to work? I hope, I hope not. I mean, this, it's only but so much restrictions you can do in our country. Um, it's not like other places where again, where, where was it? It was in the Philippines that the president basically said anyone who's on the street has force will shoot them dead. Yeah. You know, literally that was his quote. And there were people that, I mean, even New Jersey right across the bridge from us, those guys are, they're not allowed out. And I get what they're going for, but at the same time, this is basically people putting together precautions for a situation they've never been in for a problem that they've never encountered before and telling you hopefully this works they're not saying this is the solution and this is what you need to do it sounds logical you know like at the end of the day if there was a shootout in the street i would hope not to have to tell any of you to get down and behind something but at the same time i can't guarantee you that you're not going to get shot i would just say that this is upping your chances and that hopefully you don't have to stay behind that cover for too long that's sort of what we're at right now you know so I really can't blame anyone for any of the the stuff that's going on right now, because how the hell would they know? How would they really know? They can act like they know. I mean, they're very cordial about it. They, you know, they're, they're, there's definitely truth to certain things here. But until it all gets figured out, it's foolish to go either way. And that's the reason I said on the show before, if you can stay in and away from everybody and you don't, you're a fucking dick. And I hope that shit kills you. But 
if you have no choice, your your family needs food. You have to you have to feed your your loved ones. You have to go to work to make money. There is no you're in the you're in the WWE Fox situation. There is no recovery. There is no for whatever reason your situation. There is no type of relief, and you have to your your life also depends on you not starving and things like that. I'm not going to be one of those people that are like, fuck it, just live your life, man. You got to live. No, but I'm saying that there are essential things that you need to do. And if they have to be done outside, that should be the only time that you're taking the risk. But you can still minimize that risk by not getting, like not doing recreational stuff. And I know that's shitty. But if you got to go out, you know, and that, that's another thing. People shouldn't be turning their nose up. I've said that on here before. Like, hey, you're going out. You shouldn't be out there. Sometimes people have to. We got to just trust that they're only going to do it when it's important, you know, and, and that's the smartest way. And not because I'm paranoid or think that it's the end of times or I don't believe in it going the other way. And I think this is all of a big conspiracy. But because since we don't fucking know either way, the smartest thing is to just be careful. Just like you don't know behind that cover whether they're aiming at you or shooting at you or who they're shooting at. Did they leave? What's happening? So you just kind of go with the best precautions. So, yeah, you're a dick. If you're If you're going out just to go out during this. That's a dick move because we really don't know and you're putting other people at risk. But you got to eat. You got to live. You have to make money. Your families to support things to do. There's no way to just stay inside. So you just do the the, the bare minimum that you could do to contribute because not just for, for, for others, but for yourself. It'll be a hard thing to wear. And I don't want to put this on anybody, but it'll be a hard thing to wear. God forbid someone that you know gets a lethal case of that shit. And in hindsight, you're looking at where you were and what you did or if they contracted it through you. I'd rather not wear some shit like that, honestly, for the rest of eternity on my soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just in case, just in case. So, you know, you go out for essentials and stuff like that. And that's what the dilemma here is. The WWE has managed to slide themselves as much as we're all fans. They slid themselves into a convenient position of not so much as being uh essential, actually but being able to almost falsely justify themselves as essential and it doesn't spread a good message and sure if they are all quarantined and it's been past 14 days and they've all been in this hotel locked together and haven't had contact with anyone else outside then it's safe to say sure that's probably just as safe as if you weren't if you were home by yourself you know but that's that's pretty much where it ends that that's the way that everyone should be living at the end of the day i think that the changes that uh chase was talking about about people not being able to go out and go to work and everything that's where you got to draw the line if people need to go out and do things that are essential to their survival's grocery work any kind of supplies then for sure but i think honestly and this was if it was my society and again this is just fantasy rick talking if it was my society and we did find people outside of that. Like if there was a way to prove undoubtedly, like we could scan them and we just, right, we scan heading to the, heading, heading to the mall. If there was a mall, heading out, just heading to hang out or whatever. I'd have to really, really think deeply and carefully about whether or not we're shooting those people or just arresting them. But there's no reality where I'm in charge and with all this shit going on, there are people taking fucking joy rides. Like I'd have to really take some soul searching time to decide if i could own the deaths because honestly i'd be leaning more to the uh putting people down just because that's fucking careless we can live without a lot of those things you know what i mean we can live with a lot like if you don't need to don't do it ww right now it doesn't seem like they need to but they are taking the proper precautions so they're in the middle if this country could arrange for you to receive money and food at your door which would be ridiculous then sure and then nobody should be going anywhere 
yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then at that point, then, then, then they could, that's the only way. And even then it's a, it's a, it's dangerous ground we're treading chase. Like what would happen if they did that? Let's say that they covered everything. Look, we're going to, we're going to compensate you. We're going to give you X amount of income every week. And you're going to have deliveries. You take an order and we send it somebody. Delivery guy leaves it at your door. Technically, they would have covered all of the reasons for you to go out. At that point, they kind of have you dead to rights, assuming they'd be able to get this to work because then you really, what's your justification? But without that, you can't just tell people to stay in and starve in their homes. But WWE didn't get out of this without a hitch because you know what? According to Mouse, someone tested positive for COVID-19 and it was a member of the broadcast team. At least this is who he is. There's been no specification about who it is. It hasn't been disclosed. According to Fightful, they know who it is, but they're not going to disclose it. I guess it's all confidential, you know, doctor patient confidentiality as far as this goes. And, uh, so the concerns about that they pass it to somebody, you know, they said that there was someone exposed and they were cleared to travel again by April 9th after they isolated for 14 days. And, uh, yeah, WWE had confirmed this and they said that, uh, they sent a memo to superstars, anyone who came in contact with the person. The person's reportedly feeling much better now. Uh, mm-hmm. and they said, according to Fightful, they said that, uh, Vince was aware of this positive test about a week before he made the call for WWE to do live content during the pandemic. Not to kill some rumors real quick that have been getting on my nerves. Glad that the people did it themselves. Uh, one fan tweeted to Carmela and they asked if she's been sick with the coronavirus. And uh, she said, I appreciate your concern, but don't believe everything you read on the internet. Fortunately, I've been healthy through all this time. So it's not Carmela. Let's get that out of the way. All right. So that, I would assume that means it's not Corey Graves either. Uh, Ray Mysterio spoke to Fox Sport MX. This was in Spanish, but they translated it. And he basically said that he wasn't feeling well and that WWE told him to stay home, but he didn't have any of the symptoms. You know, he just wasn't feeling well. Allowed to do that. That's probably why we saw him tonight. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know exactly who it is or what's going on as far as that goes. But there's a lot of heat right now with WWE because apparently they're not essential, but they're managing to get away with this. We don't know how long this will go on or this will change. Who knows? By the time you hear this, it could have already been changed. Things change all the time here. It takes almost four times as long to put the damn show together because things are changing <laughs> at a moment to moment basis with this so you know you can't blame anyone yeah you know uh pw insider basically said that uh aew taped about 22 to 26 matches for the aew dynamites and darks going into the future which that to me is smart and it surprises me that wwe didn't take that route i get it i get the contract thing with fox and they don't want to be beheaded by this big corporation hindsight is 2020 like i've said twice on here already but this is why we were saying that the fox thing was dangerous because if something goes wrong, you're at the mercy of this company. And here we are. And it's happening. Yeah. No, because they don't no, want to they... broadcast in the WWE network. They want that. They have that Fox deal. They all Fox this now. That's how that works. Even for a company, they all Fox X amount of annual shows and they're only allowed to take, but so many days. So no matter what, they have to do this. They can't hit Fox with like a IOU a show. Like, no. <laughs> Maybe they can come to a new deal. I don't know. But I just know that with the current deal, they're not allowed to do more than what you have been seeing. Yeah, but they didn't think about it at the time. It's like, oh, let's stick it to AEW Fox deal. Woo! Like, no. Yeah, so AEW yeah, covered their asses. They did 22 to 26 matches. And uh, they also told talent that they didn't have to come 
if they don't want to to these tapings and that they'll be paid anyway they were like whoever wants to show up show up whoever doesn't don't worry everyone's paid throughout this whole thing by aw regardless of what you decide to do they're just going by whoever walks through the door that's who's there and whoever doesn't walk through the door then we'll send you your money either way everyone gets money so that's how they're dealing with this tony khan had actually told jim ross look you're an investment stay home there's no need you're not just an employee you're so you're an investment to this company and why the hell are we gonna do anything risky with an investment jim ross didn't have to unlike roman reigns which wwe should have done a better job of protecting their investment jim ross was told he didn't have to ask him like look you know right now it's fine man we we just don't you know everything's good jim just go home because there's going to be a lot more years of you announcing for us versus this little window right here that was a smart right. move and now what yeah, they're look doing, out for him yeah and now what they're doing he's used as a commentator for specific matches he does voiceovers from his house and then they incorporate it into the show since it's all being taped anyway. And the shitty thing is that's the advantage WWE has. If you watched NXT this week, Mauro, Mauro Ronaldo, you heard him for the first hour. And you know what? He was taped. He did it. He did it from from Jacksonville, I believe. He was, he was somewhere out there. Um, I could have the location wrong, but I know the point is he taped it and they added it afterwards. He didn't have to be there because that's smart. That's smart booking. That's smart moving. And that's what they did with Jim Ross because they're they're protecting their investment there. You know, so I give AEW credit for that. And they're not making anyone come. They're not doing anything like that. And uh, the other difference between WWE and AEW is that apparently Tony Khan is the only person backstage. The only one. There is no other people doing the stuff in the truck. They're, they're, they're not reaching anywhere near that 10-person quota most of the time. Because the only backstage help is Tony Khan himself. The owner of the whole thing is the only guy that's there. So they're taking that really, really seriously next to WWE. <laughs> Impact. Yeah. Impact. Tommy Dreamer said on Busted Open Radio that uh they did the he, he had to drive seven hundred miles to the Impact Wrestling uh tapings in Tennessee and that they taped two months of content over three days. So they're even gonna have the rebellion pay per view. But it, it's, it's supposed possible to be broken up into two parts, right? On Access TV. Yeah. So I mean the, everyone's preparing tons of content for the next couple of months just in case as we don't know and at this time wwe i get that they had to do the live thing but what happens is if that shit falls apart let's just say that there's some sort of thing that's that's ordered where they're not even allowed to do what they're doing now and then they said that they tell them hey listen but you guys can instead just do tape stuff submit your tape stuff to fox and we're just gonna call that even now you don't have any tape stuff so now it's even worse it's not that you're missing live tapings on, on, on Fox. You now don't even have taped shit to give them. So now you have nothing in a period where you're being the most competitive with brands that were not on their feet that are looking really good now. And you're the only ones that have nothing going on because they, they can all go home now. They're going to all social distance the shit out of themselves <laughs> now that they've done two months of this. So now all of the AW guys and even the impact guys are all home and they're going to just let this footage roll. They're going to roll that beautiful bean footage for two fucking months. God forbid they stop you. God forbid they stop you. Can you imagine if WWE becomes the only company that has no content on a weekly basis because they jumped the gun and didn't do the tapings when they had the chance because they thought they were going to do it live? They would be... Watch. <laughs> Go ahead. Turn on SmackDown. Why are Eddie and Chavo tag champs? <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Dude. MVP has braids again? What the can you imagine that they, I can't believe that they were so careless. Tomorrow, someone could tell them that they can't do SmackDown or NXT this week and that that's effective immediately and they have nothing to fall back on. So that to me is the real danger 
They shot themselves in the foot and don't even know. Oh it. my God, you have no idea. You have no idea. I get that they're worried about Fox, but what about the whole company? You can find another no. TV deal. And no, I internet internet won't get shut off during the chase because they're considered essential. That that I know yeah. for a fact. That's going to be essential. So some companies are literally just letting you ride this out and not have to oh, work. If they shut internet and cable off, <sighs> and everything would burn. Yeah, and and by the way, you don't even have to link us to that because, Rugs, we keep that on the button board. No. Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! <laughs> I like I, that he was thinking it, though. I wonder <laughs> what the viewership would be, though, on a SmackDown. Let's say this does happen, and they had no choice but to play old stuff. I wonder if they went, all right, we'll put WrestleMania 17 up for free to watch. I wonder what the viewer rate would be for that. Like, just good old pay-per-views. I'm pretty mm. sure it, it might be higher than what their SmackDown ratings are it, now. If it, if it wasn't for yeah, the existence of the, of the WWE Network, though, like, they've everyone seen this. You can see whatever you want on the network. You don't even have it to It doesn't choose. matter. It's still on TV. I'm pretty sure people would be like, whoa, I'm telling you. That's crazy. People like stuff on TV. I get it, but I'm just saying that right now they're in a very tight spot where everyone else, all that the other people that work for other companies have to do now is worry about the social distancing. Yeah, they don't have to think about sick. no one has to think about anything they just have to hope that this rides out in the next couple of months and if it doesn't then maybe they won't have content but can you imagine if they get banned from doing this and then they have to wait a couple of months it doesn't ride out in a couple of months and then WWE is just gone they're gone for like four or five months that's not going to be very smart like, again I think they, they put themselves in a bad spot already things are changing the company apparently William Regal said on the bump that Jordan Devlin can no longer defend the NXT Cruiserweight title because of the travel bans and they stripped him of that title there was no choice. So it's interesting that he said they stripped him, but then there's other places saying they're going to almost UFC it, where this tournament that's supposed to be happening is basically for the interim title, which in a sense means whoever wins this tournament fights Devlin for the undisputed Cruiserweight Championship. Right. But so it's like weird that they're saying two different things. No, because it's two different things. Because interim is it, it really is the way you're saying is more accurate it really is interim but it's essentially he's not being used he's not the champion during this yeah. entire thing at some point in the future he'll be the champion but right now they're going to be focusing on that like he's out of the picture we they don't know when they're yeah. going to be able to get him back you know they have to pa- cancel like a lot of matches and stuff the bros awaits versus the undisputed era versus jack gibson and james and, and james drake isn't going to be able to happen uh you know the the entire matt riddle bobby fish situation with kyle o'reilly and all of them, that's all falling apart. You know, Pete Dunn, uh, you know, all of these different people getting involved in here. You know, Kyle O'Reilly apparently is diabetic, so there's a risk for him to be at the tapings as well. Walter versus Finn Balor has also been canceled because Walter can't get back into the country. So uh, that's pretty much done. These are things that are pretty much done and dusted right now. So they're already facing yeah. the effects. It's funny that these kind of things would be messed up and they wouldn't think now's a good time to tape a lot of shit. You know, because look at what's just happening just from the ramifications of little things that are happening here. The uh, the UK so tape when you think you're essential in your own mind. You know, you got to be you got to think ahead. You know what happened to the UK brand? The UK brand right now, you can consider that on the fence or on the shelf more like it because the UK stuff is over. And that's another reason why I find it funny that they didn't see that as a sign that the same thing can happen over here. UK basically isn't allowed to do any of that at all. They're, they're not they're not they don't have any essential business thing. Uh, they don't, they don't have anything right now. So, and they, you know, they're, they're not able to travel out there and they're pretty much done. They actually released an announcement here. Let me see if we can bring this announcement up about the UK tapings being done. What do we got? God, B- 
bear with me here, guys. Wow, so much happening in that short period of time since last time we were on here. Holy crap. Okay, yeah, here we go. This is the assistant to the NXT UK general manager, Sid Scala. Everything is unusual right now, to say the least. But to keep the NXT UK universe entertained, we will be bringing you some special shows in the coming weeks, starting this Thursday. We'll be taking a look back at the beginning of our brand, starting from the first tournament in Blackpool to the Royal Albert Hall to the very inception of NXT UK as a weekly show. Join us for in-ring action and hear exclusively from the superstars who were involved. Check BT Sport and Paramount Network for listings and of course, join us 8pm in the UK and 3pm Eastern on the WWE Network. Stay home, stay safe, and thank you. We are NXT UK. So they're already in the situation you guys are predicting for the States that SmackDown could wind up. And if the same thing happens over here, they, the guy just said, look, we're going to just be playing reruns of shit. You know, they yeah. also had a, a, a UK download festival or something, some download festival show that was June Yeah, 12th yeah, the, June the download festival they do every year. Yeah, that's, that's canceled. That's also canceled. The UK branch, you could say right now, is gone for the time being, which they'll have to bring it back, which again, this is a sign that WWE should have thought, you know, maybe we should have some shit dealt with. The money yeah, in the bank. But, but what? The, the money in the bank was another thing. Apparently, the Baltimore Arena said that uh, money in the bank was canceled. They were funding everybody their money. So I guess that's going to take place from the performance center. Yeah, they're just the yeah, the, the event still happening. It's just not in Baltimore. Wow. So see, this is what happens when not only do you not think ahead, you just don't think. Yeah, ridiculous. And uh, double or nothing for AEW. There was supposed to be a Las Vegas MGM Grand Garden Arena. That looks like it's going to be over because everything that's at the MGM resorts has been canceled all the way up to May 31st. And they were on, that was on double nothing was May 23rd. So from what we're hearing, uh, as far as options for double or nothing goes, they're prob they can do an empty arena if they're still allowed to use that place. They could go to another location. Uh, but right now we don't know exactly what the hell they're going to do. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I mean, at least we know they have probably more of a plan than WWE does. Yeah. And, uh, things are getting bad with Japan. Japan's prime minister, Shinzo, uh, I guess Shinzo Abe is how you say his name, I would assume. I he so. basically said that, uh, we are not at a stage where rapid nationwide spread is being observed, but some areas are under pressure. So we don't have the luxury of time to, re- to relieve that pressure. There will, have to be a transformation in people's behavior, preventing an explosion in cases, saving people in serious conditions and protecting you and your loved one depends on how we change our behavior. So basically, uh, and in Japan, they just kind of politely ask you to say, Hey, don't do that. You know, I guess, but they're asking people, you know, to just limit their contact, you know, stardom had to cancel some shows. Uh, new Japan canceled more shows. The Dontaku events were canceled. Um, there were supposed to be a Fukuoka. And, uh, yeah, all of this thing, apparently none of these things are going to be able to go on thanks to the situation with this. So Japan's already fully locked as far as that goes. But the ironic part about this is that from what we're hearing, uh, and this is also coming from Wrestling Observer, they're saying that they're, um, apparently because there was no stimulus package for the Japanese economy, uh, it's becoming a buyer's market. Which for stock terms, what that basically means is that uh, there's a lot of companies that when they try to recover from this are going to be selling off a lot of their stock in their company. 
and it being a buyer's market and WWE being the buyers that they are, this is probably the opening that they've been waiting for to be able to buy their way into the Japan branch of wrestling. And there's really not a fucking thing that the Japanese are going to be able to do about it because they're going to need that money right now. So there are predictions going around that a lot of companies that probably wouldn't have sold to WWE in the past are now going to be selling as soon as they can just to be able to survive. So they're going to have an infrastructure in Japan. And you all know how that is. Once you inject them into that, it'll start to grow. So they got that foot in the door one way or another, right? Well, even if it takes the fucking apocalypse. <sighs> so expect the landscape to change almost globally. And uh, I'm sure you so all we'll have get heard. Rid of, mm -hmm, good. So we'll get rid of NXT UK and have NXT Orient? It'll be NXT Japan, you insensitive bastard. Uh, I'm going with the way that WWE says it. You know, the bad part about it is he's not wrong. Nope. Like, so, 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 somebody pitches the idea, they'll call it fucking, N, fucking NXT. Bong. <laughs> yeah, that, I, it's weird that we went, got to the store. I almost I almost didn't have time, but I was trying to get a gong bun. I was thinking oh, we might man. need one of those. But it's not all smiles and happiness because despite their sincerest efforts, they have lost certain things like the XFL. Because yep, the XFL is gone. Yeah, I mean, bye this bye. this died slowly, unfortunately, over a week's time. But apparently, uh, they were on a call. There was a call between Vince and, and the COO of it and XFL employees. And they, was, they started by suspending operations and then laying off the employees. Uh, and then they promised a further statement and that they would be back in 2021. But then Thursday, this past Thursday, uh, they made the decision, I guess, to to just close operations uh, aside from a couple of office people who were there to just wrap up the paperwork and they didn't they didn't turn down the idea of showing back up in 2022 but it's probably not going to happen they started they to say yeah and they were doing good but according to Hollywood yeah. Reporter they were saying that uh, in order to be able to make the most of their assets they're going to need to pay people that they owe money to the stadium operators um in, in New Jersey, Tampa, Florida, and St. Louis, and freaking Houston, Washington, D.C. Uh, you know, they're, they're literally going to have to pay everybody. And this is probably what they're worried about with WWE. Because everyone's saying because of the situation, shouldn't there be an exception? Well, if that was the case, then wouldn't there be an exception for something like the XFL, which is just basically now just gone belly up and owes people money and now just has to try to come up with that money? No, we're, we've just had undeniable proof that this can fuck up your business nothing came in and saved that you guys watched and heard over this show for the past year all the things they were doing to work on that and it died because they followed what the protocol was so no your business isn't safe because this happens nothing's safe they filed for bankruptcy this actually was reported about uh eight or nine hours ago they filed for bankruptcy probably even later than that and uh yeah, they, according to U.S. editor for sports business, Eric Fisher, he said that the XFL went down and they went down hard. There was a Chapter 11 filing in Delaware, assets, liabilities, both listed, 10 to 50 million range. Uh, and Vince McMahon had 100% of the XFL's Class A shares and 76.5% of the Class B shares and WWE had the rest. They lost a lot. They lost a lot of fucking money. And it was nothing that they did wrong. So you can go ahead if you want and tell the people that just lost all that money what dicks they are 
for trying not to lose the other business that's been, you know, woven into the fabric of society for the past three decades. <laughs> you know, yeah, it comes full circle. And uh, Hogan actually said that, uh, he said, can you handle the truth, my brother? Only only love in three short months, just just like he did with the plagues of Egypt. God has taken away everything we worship. God said, you want to worship athletes? I will shut down your stadiums. You want to worship musicians? I will shut down civic centers. You want to worship actors? I will shut down theaters. You want to worship money? I will shut down the economy and collapse the stock market. You don't want to go to church and worship me? I will make it where you can't go to church. If if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from the heavens and will forgive their sin and will hear their land. And uh, maybe we don't need a vaccine. Maybe we need to take this time of isolation from the distraction of the world and have a personal revival where we focus on the only thing in the world that really matters. Jesus. Wow. It didn't take much. It didn't take much of the apocalypse for him to suddenly get born again, huh? In the name of Jesus, brother. Has he ever been talked about? I mean, he made the cross when he comes out back in the day. But has he ever, he's never been very Jesus-y. He waited until the end of the world. He, I'm just kidding. It's not the he, end of the world. You, you, know, you, obviously, you don't hear him talk about it much, but he, he's not running around like, Super Jesus! Like, no. It's <laughs> not Moses. But he looks like a wizard though, so it's cold out. <laughs> They said, hey, Hulk, yeah. you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. I mean, wow. it's, a, it's a positive message that he's trying to spread. But at the same time, it's also a little bit extreme. Like, maybe we don't need a vaccine. We need a fucking vaccine. There's no maybes about that. <laughs> um, and, and then the worshiping thing, I think, is a bit extreme. We didn't worship anybody. We watched sports yeah. and we watched... Uh, wrestling you know what i mean that's really extreme that's not do you understand what worship is like that's a very loose term of the word worship as the residential preacher of the group um god does we do have faith but also god gives us wisdom (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean yeah so it's not like you know it's like it's like uh there's an old tale there was a guy who was on a bridge and it was a flood and a guy goes by in a boat says hey hop in the guy goes no god's gonna save me and the guy's like all right then a then a helicopter comes by and hey get in the water's getting higher you're gonna die no god's gonna save me so the guy ends up drowning on his roof and dies and goes to heaven and goes lord why didn't you save me he goes you idiot i sent you a boat and a helicopter (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know like like i don't think it's, it's just wisdom yeah, you, you got to look at it like this. And this is how my perception, assuming you believe in God out there, this is how my perception of of God would be or slash is, depending on your perspective. Uh, you got to look at the smartest people we know in the world, you know, or that have passed that we've known, the Einsteins of the world or people that are alive like the Bill Gates or, uh, you know, just think of the smartest people and just how advanced their minds were and just the, the, the things they were able to uh to come up with the to this day physics and just the laws of physics and things like that and it's incredible yet for some reason people have this perception of their god of just being someone who just wouldn't get it you know like you guys kind of act like god would, would like if god came down to earth he'd be like what the hell are these things they throw a ball into a hoop and this is an iphone you say like can you imagine how how advanced the mind of a deity would be he, he made it possible for you these things to be invented if you were to look at it that way 
You don't think that a person like that would, or, or, or a being like that would, would get everyday bullshit? Yeah. God's know? never like, oh, God never once has went, oh, what? You know? <laughs> Are you shitting me? Say what? You know, he'd probably be able to they tell you what? things. What that you're, you know what? what I mean? It's like people give give aliens credit. Aliens are going to come and they're going to show us how our computers can run better and how we've been doing everything. Wrong. But you don't think that if there was a deity in the world that he would be able to do that? You don't think he'd be able to look at your computer and know there's a better fucking processor that could be invented? God? It's just weird how it's like it's always like an advanced omnipotent deity, but he wouldn't understand basic like he would legit believe you're worshiping football players. Thou thou worshiping these false. He wouldn't understand the concept of the NFL and football. Yeah, and freaking AJ, AJ crashed at their best. Can you imagine God just a week in today's world? Like, okay, okay, I know. And this has I happened. Know. How many times has this happened? You go back and you go to the 30s and you look at the Spanish flu and they said the same thing. And if you even go back beyond that, you go, look at look at the plagues of, of, of Europe. You know what I mean? That wiped out millions of people. And they said the same thing. It's It's part of life. It's it's part of you know nature and its course and you know there's other things you can go deep into it but bottom line is you know what it things happen you know and you know god wants us to use wisdom and you know if you get sick you go to the doctor that's why he you know that's why there's doctors yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go. It's these machines sense. are keeping me on life. Well, those machines, in a sense, if you were to go down the chain of command, were invented by the humans that he made. You know, it's like if you were literally go by regular logic, it's weird to me when people have that weird split way of looking at things. But yeah, yeah Hogan over here, I get the intention. He had the best of intentions, but you, yeah, you, it really comes off to anyone who actually reads between the lines as you're kind of blaming God for this whole thing and then making people feel guilty for not worshiping him at the same time. Like, hey, God did this to you because <laughs> you didn't worship him. Maybe you need to worship him. Hogan pulled a Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> like, chill, bro. Damn. God, I, can't wait. I can't wait for the new Hogan Jesus buddy cop movie. You know what would have been better if he did an 80s promo on Corona? Oh, Jesus Lord. Oh. Let the children wipe my brow for the virus. Can go away, brother. Let me tell you something. Hop on my back. He starts doing the he starts he starts doing the Hogan noise just keep on hopping on his back. The only thing that'll save us, brother, is the Yappa Pie vaccine. Oh my god. Not the Yappa Pie. Oh man. You're my Hulk of Asinax. Oh my, no. Where are my little Covidiacs? Oh, God. <laughs> little Covidiacs. My Covidiites. Oh, God. That's what almost a bad one. That's a, a, a... When these antibodies get over you. Oh, my God. Like, that's almost as bad as when Kane had the Canaanites over you. Oh, <laughs> Covidiacs. What the fuck? Could that be the, the is that a show title? Oh my god, it's like we have so many <laughs> I can fucking smell it, baby <laughs> Okay, I'll try it Let me see Good luck with that one But yeah, I would be cool Everybody, we say that at every episode Just be cool, just chill it's, be cool. it's all common sense, I feel weird because I feel like Our community is wiser than that, like obviously Don't stay in and die in your house Don't yeah. go out to a party Walk that line Go get your food Be, 
be smart. Don't be selfish. Yeah. And be a good person. Yeah. Go get your food and go to work if you have to and then come home. You know, go to work and get your food and then go hang out at the club or play a game of fucking five on five at the local park. Fuck you, dude. You idiot. My town (laughs) went on a meltdown Saturday. We have a thing on Facebook. It's called Good Neighbors. It's kind of just like a tattletale for the whole town. It's Uh fun to be part of. But, dude, there was a at the park. They had like a big bar. There was like 40, 50 people having a barbecue at the park. Freaking morons! And that's oh. what I'm talking about. No, you you can't have it's storm. Like, you can't have stormtroopers walking the blocks and telling everybody, "Hey, get back in your house and you're going out to check your mail." But you, that's the shit that the, that they need to enforce. You're 40 people at a barbecue for what? Exactly. Because Ricky turned 12. Who cares? Nobody give a shit about Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. Maybe he'll turn 13 <laughs> if he's not at this damn barbecue. <laughs> you well, know, Ricky don't turn 13. See, that's what that. I'm talking about. When I t- when I say you're a dick for going on, I, I want to be clear because I got messages about. This. I'm not saying like obviously because I've said before none of us can stay here. I said I'm certainly not gonna not go out if I need to. But I'm saying that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Where you're a dick, like if you just which it's it's hard for me to give examples just because I couldn't even think of one until he mentioned it because everything's so closed down. But they managed. Look at it. They managed to find. They had to go out of their way to find somewhere to be together. That's fucking crazy. Unbelievable. So then the people. Smart. It's like I'm working on my house, but when I'm at work and I have to go to Home Depot to get stuff from work. That's when I get stuff from my house, and I just throw up my truck, and I'll be like, "Oh, done." Yeah, just double down. <laughs> you know, That's I'm not making do. special trips. Minimize your trip. Exactly. You know, you minimize your trips. You think of everything, and you 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 stock up, and you run out there as as infrequently as possible, as as opposed to before, where we would kind of leisurely. You wouldn't really care. You know, we've all done it. I've done it many times. Oh shit, gotta run back to the. You know, you're a little bit more careful about that. You think yeah. of what you need for a few weeks or a week at least. And I don't think that's that's too much to ask. But yeah, when you see these people hanging out and doing things, you know why it pisses me off? Because it's gonna make the people that are going that are not doing shit, that had to cancel things, that had to not freaking attend things, have to not attend even more things and wait even longer. Like that's not fair. Like for example, like let's say the three of us are following the rules to the best of our ability, but thanks to motherfuckers barbecuing all over the world, this lasts an extra month of that yep. we didn't have to put up with. We were we're already putting up with it, you know. So don't fuck it up for everybody. So don't fuck it up for everybody. I want this shit to end as quickly as possible. So yeah, let's take a break. Take a break from the fun shit. You know, that's why we were so hard on GameStop. Besides the fact that they're just scum, that that whole thing is insane. It's it's surreal that that's even allowed. Becky with the good hair can wait, all right? Yeah, man. Holy crap. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I'm glad we got to see... I'm glad we lived through an event that shows us the vulnerabilities of this world so that we can be more conscious of that kind of shit. Don't think that you're safe. You know, everybody in the U.S. is just living, you know? They just take shit for granted. Just keep in mind, just like anything else, you know? You need that reminder every now and then, hey, everything's mortal, including the entire fucking planet. (laughs) There's not going to be a live stream to take the geostigma from us like it did Cloud and Ares. And everybody. Oh, you fucking did it. I can't believe you did it. Oh. There's no live stream here. Oh, shit. And no write Phoenix it, down in the world for y'all motherfuckers, man. Write it down. No live stream here and no Phoenix down here. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I spoiled whoever's going through it for the first time, but you know what? They have years to wait. That first remake game doesn't even take them out of Midgar. Did somebody say spoilers for a freaking 15 year old game? You'd be surprised, right? Ugh. <laughs> Some motherfuckers out here be like, you smart, I think you smart. I'd be like, bitch, no, no. Oh, man. All right, well, Ronda Rousey has heat. <laughs> what? 
for you wrestling fans out there, exclusive wrestling fans, you're probably not used to that. But for us that have been following this woman back in MMA, that's all she ever has. <laughs> Wait, we, like she came in, you guys met her during the smiling, waving period, you know? Yeah, like, I wanted to hear a strike force. You know, you, you, you <laughs> met babyface turned heel once Rhonda. We, we know like mean Rhonda, nasty Rhonda. And she has heat because she was on a podcast. What was this podcast? It was Steve O's Wild Ride podcast. Interesting. Damn, Steve O got a podcast too? Shit. That guy's alive still? Well, he's been Damn. sober forever, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, let me see what we got here. I haven't actually heard this yet. What have you done, Rhonda? Made me laugh. I love the WWE. I have had such a great time. I love all the girls in the locker room. Like, hell yeah. Like, running out there, you know, and having, like, big fights for fun is just the best thing, you know? Like, I love choreography. I love acting. I love theater. And it's live theater. And it's one of the last forms of live theater. And it's so fun. But it was like, I was doing it basically part-time. And I was away from home over 200 days out of the year. And wow. when I did get home, like, I basically, I was like, I was so sleep deprived, like, because you just don't have time to lay down. And, like, my back's broke. So I am, like, coming what home, you, like, ah. What do you mean your back's broke? And my bottom vertebrae is, like, broken in half when they, like, they got me, like, appraised, like, a house before I came to the WWE. And they're like, yeah, your back's broke. And I'm like, oh, shit. Didn't know that. That explains wow. a lot. So um, I would be taking all these different kinds of bumps and stuff. And, I would basically, when I was home, I would have to be laying on the bed with my legs elevated, the heat pack under my back with like a Tempur-Pedic um, pillow under my neck because I have degenerative disc disorder in my neck as well. So uh, me too. Hi, I'm- high five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so got- like I was like in this like recovery position <laughs> whenever I was home. So I wasn't even home when I was home. I was basically just trying to recover enough to be able to get through the next stint of being gone and like people think like oh you're only wrestling as much as you see you on tv but they don't realize that there's like three four other days of live shows during the week so we're only home like if i did all the live shows i was only home a day and a half a week man it was just like not worth it for my family because we because we were eliminating all of our expenses and living in this lifestyle we you know, we didn't need it. We didn't need the money. So it's just like, what am I doing it for if I am not being able to spend my time and my energy on my family, but instead spending my time on energy on a bunch of fucking ungrateful fans that don't even appreciate me. So oh, I was like, man, man like, and then the thing is, like, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But um, at the end of the day, I was just like, Fuck these fans, dude. My family loves me and they appreciate me and I want all my energy to go into them. I love so it. So that was my decision at the end of the day. It's like, hey, girls, love what you're doing. I'm going to try and like take all my momentum and push you guys as far as I can. Fly, little birds, fly. I'm going fucking home. <laughs> and that's <laughs> no, basically it. And so, so, that's, so that's like a, it sounds pretty conclusive that uh, you're not trying to go back. Well, if I ever do come back, it will never be at a full-time capacity ever again. Right. Like, maybe come back for WrestleMania. I think, like, for, like, stints, like, chunks of time, you know? I'm very much, like, an obsessive person where I like to obsess over something (laughs) for a certain time and then, like, kind of 
go take some time to obsess about something else. Um, but no, I'm never to be full time again over 200 days a year on the road like that ever again because it just it it was I needed to do it in order to learn and get like immersed into it and really understand what was going on. But it's just not the lifestyle for me. What do you guys think of a statement? You think that that's that's uh, deserving of heat? Yeah, well, I've never liked her. So, <laughs> well, opinion of opinion of her aside, though, like the statement itself. It's all part of the business. You don't go out there and you mean, oh well, the fans don't like you. You don't crap on the people that you know that made your paycheck. It just shows how unprofessional she is and how fragile she is because she's always been fragile mentally. She's a great fighter. She's a good performer, but her fragileness has just always been ugh, about her. She cries about everything. I mean, look what happened after her first defeat. She nearly killed herself. She can't handle... She's one of those people that just think she can't handle criticism. She can't handle the heat. And instead of you know working on it and taking it, ah, oh, forget them. That's enough for her. Mm. What about you, Dustin? It just sounds like she's just working everybody into a fucking shoot. Like... The WWE didn't make her paychecks. Her fucking up everybody in Strike Force and UFC made her a paycheck, and the WWE just wanted her over here. Like, you see some of these fans, even before they were booing her, people just taking jabs and taking shots. Like, that's unfortunately what people do. And realistically, a lot of the MMA fans were a lot worse, and there was nothing there. And everybody always goes back to her first fight. Well, go untouched as long as she did. And then get wrecked like she did and tell me how you handle that. Because I guarantee it won't be fucking pretty. And then you keep like, people remember she got knocked out again the second time. No crying, no talking of suicide. Why? Because like like I've said a thousand times, she was used to it. When Holly put her to sleep, that's a brand new kind of burn for her. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's Rhonda doing what Rhonda knows how to do, and that's how to piss people off. Because at the end of the day, for all these people who are talking all this different things, they're still talking about it. If you want, if you want to really stick it to Ronda, don't say shit, because she she knows how to rope people in. Because it's easy to rope people in nowadays. Well, it all depends on what you consider the right kind of heat. You know, there's good heat and there's bad heat. You know, all kind of heat isn't necessarily good heat. And different people have different interpretations on this. Whether or not she it was a work or a shoot, then you have to go into the territory of if it was a work. Is it an appropriate work? Is it something that should be said? Should should it be uh you know the the fake fighting? You know what I mean? Like she called her calling it fake as opposed to any other terminology choreographed, choreographed, scripted, or anything like that. You know, even Lana called her out on that. Where Lana was basically saying, uh, "I have no words for for her audacity to 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 say fake fighting. If it's fake, why can't Paige and and uh, T.J. Wilson, what's his name, Tyson Kidd?" Uh, wrestle anymore if it's fake why couldn't edge wrestle for 11 years this is a contact sport where real things happen so people who i guess have seen their peers go through shit firsthand as as you know, straws if it's fake yeah that's a, that's a good point you know shane and then shana um went on social media and she basically took ronda's side where she just said how dare ronda care more about her family than pleasing fans that are never happy so obviously her horsewoman decided to stand up for her you know, and, uh, look at the biggest performer and movie star ever, The Rock, right? Mm-hmm. Can't we say? I mean, he is. What if he had her mindset when he first started? 
when people were telling him to die and not as a gimmick, they hated him. Yeah. You know I what see I mean? Point. <laughs> he wouldn't be the person he is today. You know, you everybody gets booed and everybody gets crapped on and everybody you know, it's just it's it's part of the business. Yeah, well, she followed up after she got a lot of heat for this, and she basically was quoted in a statement she released saying, anyone who is outraged by me calling pro wrestling, quote unquote, fake fights for fun, has never been in a real fight. While, while you are all, while you all are tiptoeing around bruising some pro wrestlers, huge soft eagles, no one is thinking about all the real fighters you're insulting when you're pretending pro wrestling is somehow on the same level of realism. Yes, I understand wrestling 300 days year for year on end is incredibly tough on the body and is a difficult profession but do you know what would happen if you got in 300 real fights in a year you would be you would be dead yeah yeah it's i and i get that but i kind of feel like on both sides that this this argument is neither here nor there it kind of feels like just out of left field like why is that even uh what's happening it's just strange it feels like for no reason this is becoming a topic it's like if uh I saw Squires post like a cake on social media that he baked. And then in the comments, I was like, do you know how much better Campbell's soup is for you? It's nothing like cake. There's no frosting. <laughs> there's, there's no frosting. You don't got to use a fork. It's hot. So if I don't blow on it, this could burn my tongue. With cake, you don't have to worry. Most of you get is an ice cream headache if there's ice cream. You know what I mean? Like, what, so what the fuck are we saying? Yeah, like, I get it. You're, you're right. Sure. MMA's tough and you would not, you'd be dead if you fought 300 times, assumingly. And, but it's just like, why are we talking about this though? Doesn't it feel like more, more intriguing to me than the fact that this is a thing is the fact that the fact that people are upset is that it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't argue with you there. Like, because like the fans come from and, 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 and then it's kind of like she brought up an argument that was never there either. Because no one's response had anything to do with MMA. She's the first person to bring up MMA. No one said that wrestling was on the same level as MMA. Any of the statements, including Lana, all she said was that she's insulted by it, right? That's all she really said. She just said that she was insulted by it because she knows people who have been legit legitimately injured in this. She didn't say it's tougher than MMA. Ronda's the only one who said that. So it's kind of like she's she's basically putting up an opposing argument towards something that she created. Can someone show me anywhere in this story that someone said that MMA, that wrestling was tougher? No, we just said that people still put their bodies in line of injury. So it's kind of like just weird. It was just weird the way she went yeah. into that. It just kind of feels like heat for the sake of having heat. I don't know why the hell it is, but uh, it worked because uh, Nia Jax also had something to say about this. And she said, I can't wait for Ronda to one day return to WWE, even if WWE orders me to make Ronda look good in the ring, which is the only way for Ronda to look good in the ring with me. I'll risk my job to go down in history as, as the one from this biz that knocked her the fuck out. Hashtag test me, bitch. So, uh, so Nia wants to knock her out, you know, and, uh, I know, I know Ronda will definitely, um, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to say about it. It's just weird. Now everybody's angry. Everyone has heat with Rhonda. Um, Alexa Bliss tweeted out and she said, um, hmm, was out for almost a year. Must have been quote unquote fake. And then she released a trailer. I guess she had, I don't know if this is upcoming. She's going to do an Alexa Bliss 365 or have or did that happen already? Yeah, that already happened. Yeah, she just released a trailer for her for her Alexa Bliss. With the, it was with very possible in my mind that I wasn't going to ever be medically cleared. Even in the lows of my career this year, I wouldn't change any of it because it's made me who I am today. It wasn't really proving the doubters wrong. I was proving myself wrong. 
So she released that with a statement. I guess it was all fake, just as a reminder, I guess, to Ronda Rousey. So yeah. she took. So she yeah, got that insulted. That thing's like a well. year too old, yeah. You know, and we're hearing uh, the speculation going around that the Nia Jax thing, where she's saying that she would knock Ronda, even though people are saying they're working. There's apparently rumors of there being some real heat there, uh, because apparently someone stiffed Alexa. No names were given, but a lot of people, basically through process of elimination and theory, feel that it was Ronda. She was on a live stream uh, with a lot of the other superstars, and she brings it up. Like, she talks a little bit about what she, you know, the experience. I'm going to show you guys this and link it in the chat room for whoever didn't get to uh, see this live. Where are we at here? There we go. That like, well, speaking of Natty saying a backbone, I remember back when I'm not going to mention any names, but Lexi, well, other than Lexi's name, <laughs> she's not on right now. Other than Lexi's name, <laughs> but when Lexi was in, she was um, working at an angle and she was continuously getting hurt by a, in a certain angle with somebody. And I remember her con- not saying anything specifically because she wanted to be a team player. Like she was so nervous. She wanted to be a team player. She didn't want to be somebody who like, Oh, I can't do this. But me personally, from the outside looking in, I was so angry. I was like, no, mm-hmm. was like she cannot do this anymore. I won't. I personally would not allow her to get back in the ring to, to, to get hurt again. Yeah. I had to go to the people, to the higher ups. And, and I had to put down, you know, a stern foot and said, listen, like Lexi is five foot, nothing, a hundred pounds getting, thrown around like a little rag doll and injured every night. I was like, put me in. I'm a six foot, 300 pound bitch. (laughs) Like, but so I understand like there's, there's a certain thing of like being quiet and taking it and being like, no, I want to be a team player. And then there's another side where it's like, shit, dude, I can't allow to see one of my, one of my good friends, not only my good friends, but my coworker who I want to be here in five mm-hmm. years so I can continue to work her. Right. Right. Like getting her, like I need to stand up mm-hmm. and freaking be there for her and, and make sure that, you know, she's going to be like her life, her livelihood's going to be okay when she's done here. And it's yeah. also like, really- so there's rumors that she's talking about Rhonda. Rhonda was a little bit rough, played rough with Lexi. And that's part of where this little heat's coming between the, uh, I guess the girls and, Rhonda. Yeah. Oh, I'm saying, no, you, you, you ain't knocking her out. You, you stiff back at James. Yeah, come use that knock out. Don't, don't get yourself hurt, boo boo. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We didn't show this, Cola. This is the first no, time. No, we didn't show this last week. This wasn't here last week. Yeah, Cola, you're wrong. <laughs> Damn, squatters. Jesus. <laughs> Did he steal your last Pop Tart? Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Dave Meltzer um, of Wrestling Observer then basically said that this isn't the work. We don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. But he said that uh, when the L.A. fans booed her during the Charlotte angle, when Charlotte turned heel, um, they all cheered Charlotte and were chanting that you deserve it. And then uh, basically at that point, everything changed. So I guess she took it hard. That goes back to what Squires was saying before about how The Rock reacted to his organic heat versus how Ronda reacted. Which she, I guess the rumor, the speculation is that Ronda Rousey genuinely took that shit to heart when uh the angle dictated for her to be the baby face and charlotte the heel and everyone had enough of ronda and they all started to to cheer for uh charlotte so, assuming that that's correct information about the way that went down that's a problem with everything uh, yeah it's uh it's a thingy 
amongst all this stuff, we got a thingy. I like that. That's it's a thingy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to nowadays. Just like, eh, it's a thingy. Comprehensive, <laughs> right? <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. <laughs> should, I, should I write that one down too? It's a thingy. Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's what you can't wait to go to the doctor. So what's wrong? Ah, that's a thingy. It's a thingy. <laughs> Send you on your way. Thanks. I'd be more alarmed at that. Okay. okay. So, go, 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 we didn't talk about this last week, so it's impossible. All right, let it go. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Moral of the story, you boys. It's a thingy. Unbelievable. But yeah, Rhonda Rhonda basically then released a statement. She's double downing over here, huh? She's <laughs> just rolling with the shit. She released a video statement. What is this? Oh God help us. Oh, beautiful. Oh, that thing again. And it says good night, hashtag rowdy once and uh jabroni marks without a life that don't know if a work when you work a work and work yourself into a shoot marks did you really say work that many times yeah what do you think i said it i wasn't sure <laughs> i didn't know if you were buffering or not <laughs> a lot of works jesus that's what it is just her punching hogan yeah it was a thing when she was talking when she was teasing getting the itch again i remember that video see that we actually played <laughs> Well, she That's sure taught that thing a lesson. Yeah, right. Fuck that Hogan doll. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach him to have some sympathy and be less racist. <laughs> Fuck up with dolls. That's what he should have been doing all the time. Stay off Twitter, buy one of his dolls, and beat the shit out of it. I had a million dollar man one. Iron Sheik tweeted, You said it, Rhonda Bubba. Rhonda Bubba. That's what they're called now, Rhonda Bubba. Do you think he even knows who Rhonda Rousey is? I don't think he does. I really don't. Like, in my <laughs> head, I want to believe he does, but it's a chic. And after that Howard Stern interview, I'll never see him the same way again. Hogan actually responded to this. Oh, Christ. Yeah, it's a video of him beating up a Ronda buddy. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine that? <laughs> if they had a Ronda buddy and I didn't know about it, I'd be impressed. Oh, God. So he says, wow, he that's what I... That's, punches that- and cries for two hours. Hogan says, wow, that's how I need to wake up every morning instead of coffee. Marks always work themselves into a shoot, especially when they're in, when they, they are in the ring. Truer words never been spoken. Yo, Travis, love you guys. HH. Okay. Damn, you can say the same thing. All right, whatever. Everybody's Damn. angry. Is that her house? She has, like, no decor. <laughs> in my head, I was like, I wonder if he's going to say something about the house because, like, it's squires. <laughs> and that's the base color for her house, too. So, on one, color. so yeah the things she's saying uh are crappy like as far as uh the way she she didn't have to be so her, her words didn't have to be so negative towards wrestling and she could have still conveyed the same point that she was conveying because i actually agree with her point and that's the the, the bittersweet part it's like you're not wrong in what you're saying but you didn't have to say it and be insulting at the end of the day her philosophy makes sense like if you have zero time to spend doing the things you want to do or being around the people you want to be around, then what the hell is the point of it all? That's always been my philosophy with anything, not just the WWE, but I mean, there are people, you hear about it all the time. You hear about how Rockstar used to work employees like it was a sweatshop. 
You know what I mean? You oh, hear yeah. about how people have sleepless nights and they're working day and night. They get maybe a few hours to themselves. Uh, you know, this is all by choice. There's no slave labor here. You know, it's all pressure. Work is all about pressure more than it is about profit or money. But at the end of the day, some people need to stop and ask themselves, if 90% of your time is going to the pressure of labor, then what the hell's even the point? And that's what the, what she was basically saying. That part of the conversation I can totally agree with, you know, because working just like alcohol and just like anything else can become an addiction. You know, it gives like a, a sense of purpose. If anybody doesn't figure it out by now, the Matrix was basically trying to be philosophical between all those action scenes. And that's the whole thing be- between the programs, that the programs need to have a purpose in order for them to exist. And that even though the, the Indian dude loved his daughter, that's not enough in this world. You have to have some sort of a purpose to justify that. That's like a philo- that, 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 that whole philosophy is based on the way our society works, just to give you a small example. So the point that I'm making here is that all Rhonda was basically saying is that if I have the opportunity based on the lifestyle that I'm living to be able to just spend time with my loved ones, why wouldn't I? Like I listened to the whole podcast and she goes more into it just about how they're growing, they're living off the land, they grow their own fruits and have their own animals and shit, they have a farm. Like she's done everything aside from being wealthy, she's done everything to not really need much. She's gone out of her way to invest into things that she doesn't have to pay for on a monthly or regular basis. You know, she she's done like a lot in regards to just being good with money. And I can't judge her for that, but she, what she's basically saying is that if she found it for herself pointless to put more work into a year than fun and time with loved ones. And I 100% agree, but there's a way to say that without shitting on a particular thing, kind of like I just yeah. was able to do it. Pretty, pretty much. She, she had the right message. She just could have gone a way better way to put, putting it out there. And I say this, if at this point with what we're going through as a society, as a culture, as, as, as a, as a planet, you haven't figured that shit out yet, then you deserve it. You deserve any bad shit that happens to you. Because if now, now's a good time to definitely reflect and think that time spent enjoying your life is way more valuable than the time that you decided to not, even if it was for money or gain or for benefits or for security. I think that in hindsight, all of you, if you have souls, should regret times that you could have fucking laid back a little bit more. And that's what WWE sort of thrives on. A lot of other businesses, I don't want to single them out, but having employees that just want to work, they want to please their employers, they want to keep going, they want to keep doing, they want to keep doing. And then at the end of the day, let's just say, not being too pessimistic, I doubt this will happen, but if the world was to fucking end tomorrow, all you'd have to show for it is the amount of time that you put into the people around you versus the the work that you fucking did for other people. And if it's a 90 10 ratio then that sucks for you and it certainly would suck for her so she just decided hey i don't want to do this because of the amount of time i was on the road the amount of time i was away from family sometimes i'll be there once a week i didn't need the money to be doing it that much i just wanted the experience and i've decided that i well what's the point of all of this if i don't get if the payoff isn't that i get to spend time with my family and then again that statement without the shittiness about wrestling i think it's fine you know everyone's wording shit wrong lately on the internet i don't know what it is because they have time to think about what they're going to say it's not like they're you know what i mean like nobody proofreads anymore no one proof thinks anymore apparently should i write that one down too this shit is all being thrown at us and it's like i have to come up with it at the top of my head what what my feelings and thoughts are i don't get like fucking 20 40 minutes or whatever however much time they get when they're releasing these statements yet there's always something a little bit off about what they're saying you know she could have just been more respectful you know, but when you start having people die around you or get sick, which is now what's happening a lot, uh, you look in reflection all the time that you wasted fucking around, you know, but at least you, you, uh, your boss at fucking Lowe's was happy that you stood for the extra 15 minutes to cover for Wendy. <laughs> Good for you, man. Glad you're employee of the fucking month. 
You know, she got kids and shit. Wendy's never on time. You know, and that's something. That's the thing. Talking. That's the thing. We single out WWE because we're a wrestling podcast. But do you, but but do you think that WWE are the only people who are guilty of uh making employees feel guilty for having families and shit to do? You know, you don't think that there are other employees that might say that they won't punish you, but on a day where they want you to work extra, and you go, Nah, man. I gotta go be with my kids. My kids have a thing, and I said I was gonna be there. Fuck this! I'm, you don't think that people that work other jobs have to put up with that shit? That now they're sort of there's like a there's almost like a passive aggressiveness because they chose what they're supposed to. Their family over fucking slaving over something. Everyone does that shit, man. You know. So um, I get it, and it's funny because we were just talking not even an hour ago about WWE doing that with the whole performance center and with the making people work during a pandemic. But yet Ronda on the flip side of things, which is what we're saying that people should do, goes, nope, I have a fi- I have family, I'm putting them first. She's getting equal heat just because of her wording. It goes to show in a lot of ways, and I want to get too political on you guys, but that's how politics works. It's not even what you say, it's how you say it. Because here we have two opposing sides. Everyone thought that the pandemic was wrong and that the wrestlers, I've heard a lot of people say that the wrestlers are wrong for not stepping up to WWE and saying, family first, I'm not going to be here. But then you have someone who says, Family first, I'm not going to be here, not even because of the pandemic, just because she doesn't want to be there. But because of her wording, no one said, you're right. Finally, somebody stepped up and said what needed to be said because it was obscured by the crass way that she fucking put it. And again, it's just interesting. It's interesting to observe the way this kind of stuff happens, you know? But some people yeah. enjoy work. Yeah, sure. You know, some people want to be there. I'm glad I'm still working, you know what I mean, in a weird way, because it's, it's just, it's my routine. It's my normalcy, you know what I mean? And keep I'm, saying. I, I've always said that from the beginning. The best thing at this is just try to keep as normal as, as you can. Right, but you make time. You you, know? I'm assuming you make reasonable amount of time for other aspects of your life. Just you know? normal, yeah. But, but that's what I mean. If, if if your schedule was anything as grueling as what she described her WWE schedule to be, then you'd be an idiot. You know, the schedule specifically that she's doing where she's talking about the most days, working most days, hardly ever being home, maybe having one day a week off, maybe being home once a week. Um, even for the money she's making, she thinks that's stupid. But she knew that going in. They didn't just surprise her. Hey, look, I mean, she knew what she had to do. You know, they didn't, she didn't sign her contract and they're like, haha, we've got you for 200 days now. Yeah. So, I mean, some of that's on her. Right, but that's what she's saying. She's saying why she wouldn't do it again. She didn't say she regretted doing it the first time. She did it for the experience, and she she's right. And again, I I agree with how she with what she's saying, just not how she said it, you know. And she doesn't need money, so that's that's one of the reasons why she doesn't do it, you know. But at the end of the day, a lot of people, everyone was sort of leveled out to the same social status during a bad situation, which should make people realize that at the end of the day, they're all reaching for brass rings. And when it came down to this, none of those brass rings have fucking mattered, including the WWEs, but not excluding all of the blue collars. Don't think you're just not in the same fucking situation from a different perspective. Man, there's some crazy stuff in here, right? Right. <laughs> I want to go back to the days where we just talked about DX and crotch chopped. No, I'm kidding. You know it was never. It was never like that. <laughs> every now and then the page leak, something like that. Like fucking. Uh... To think every time when you wish it was a page leak story so you could just move on. Nah, nah. You get in life what you put into it. And I think that's a great philosophy. But if you put into it 90% work and 10% for everything else, then you're going to get 10% everything else. 
I didn't put an opinion in there. I didn't say whether that's negative or positive. I just gave you the equation. Just repeat it one more right. time. And then you ask yourself if you're okay with that. If you put into life 90% work and 10% everything else, you're going to get 10% of everything else. And I think people's work, it, it differs. You know, if you're working at the grocery store or this and that, but you know, I look at my work and I'm like, you know what? Look at that. I built that. I made that. I made this. So it like a TV logo like that. <laughs> exactly. I made this shit. I made that. You know what I mean? It's like I tore off the whole front of my house last Saturday and put it all back together. I did that. Damn. You know, I could have freaking played Witcher three all day or just lied around. You know, but I was like, no, there's, you know, I did that. So I mean, there's people feel, you know, rewarded, yeah, and they feel, you know, accomplished through their work. Of course, a lot of but times. the but the point is to be able to balance that properly. Ninety ten isn't a balance if you're mostly working if you're like mostly working then that's foolish because and that's that's the point that she was making that's why she didn't say she's not going to come back she said it was never going to be for a long stint like that she doesn't want to spend 90 percent of her fucking time working and like i said i totally get that but 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 in saying that is she saying all these other wrestlers are stupid because everybody else works the same schedule she's saying that it's not for her like she didn't call any of them stupid but she's basically saying, I know, but we're kind of saying her. that, right? We're saying, oh, 90 10, if you're doing that, you're kind of a fool. Well, so are all wrestlers fools? Well, we because she's just saying we, that 90 10 just doesn't work. Well, if you're asking the opinion of the show, you. we've been saying for a long pokey time that that schedule is ridiculous. <laughs> Almost every episode, before there was any reason to even talk about this, we used to say they really need to come down on that schedule because of all of the but, injuries. They really need to come down on that schedule. I think the reason why we have Injury Road is because so many people, they never get a break. They don't need all these house shows. They should cut out all these house shows. Do they really need 12 no. papers? Are you kidding me? We've been saying this <laughs> from the beginning. You don't get it, though. You don't get it. You can't put all them smiles on their faces doing 10 shows a year. No, But you can keep a healthier fucking roster. Yeah, so it's just too much. Why do we have an AEW? Why don't we have an injury role for AEW? There needs to be a balance. Like, of course, take pride in what you do, but but I'm just children. Yeah, what about the children? (laughs) But I work in retail, motherfucker. Fuck them kids. Take pride in what you do. That needs to see Hector Garza at a house show. Come on, Rick. You better read a book. (laughs) Put it this way: anyone who's ever lost anyone, they usually say, "If I could just give, have one more day." What if I told you you could have? But you were fucking busy working. All I'm saying is balance it <laughs> a little bit. You see what I mean? You see when I put it? I'm saying balance. Don't make it ninety ten. Don't give something ninety ten that's not going to give you back more than ten. Because if the if the people if the people that were working if that security paid them off the way that they thought it would pay them off, then why are they all freaking out now? Isn't this the point in our society where everyone should be going? Man, all that working really paid off. Why is everybody equally fucking freaked then? The ones that worked hard, the ones that worked medium, and the ones that didn't. Everybody has the equal playing field now. So, you know, you ask yourself, where's that 90? If you could go cash that fucking 90 in for a solution versus the 10 you could have been spending with family like Rhonda punching this fucking Hulk Hogan buddy. <laughs> you, you so quickly forget what happened to Shawn Michaels when he lost his smile. <laughs> he, he, he lost his assless chaps next. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What the, he lost the earrings. What about the kids and the chaps? Come on, Rick. <laughs> oh my god. But uh yeah, no. The the like I said, the the Rhonda thing, I get where she's coming from, and it's just funny to hear like right after reading that story about how everyone's upset that the wrestlers aren't stepping up for their rights, it's like she kind of did and it was like, But you were a bitch about it, so we hate you too. Boom. <laughs> All right, well. 
Good luck with the Rhonda thing. Hopefully it was a work shoot, shoot, worked, work shoot, like she said it was. I don't know. God. But I do agree with the, the uh, I guess, the psychology behind it. Moving along, WWE has fucked with the network for people over in the UK, I believe, at BT Sports, UK oh, fans. Man. Now they have a deal similar to what we have with the USA Network. You get it on Wednesdays. Ever since they put NXT on Wednesdays, here in the U.S., we have to wait an entire 24 hours to be able to watch it because that's the contract that they have. But in the U.K., it's even worse because with the deal with BT Sports that they just have, they get NXT a full week later now. So now fans are like tweeting out that they're canceling their network and uh, WWE fan services tweeted back to them. Hi, we hate to see you go, but we understand your decision. We respect it. We sincerely apologize if you feel that way and we appreciate your feedback. You may also direct it to fan services at WWE.com. Thank you. That would be a deal breaker for me. So I understand where the UK fans are coming from. If they were to make the, the NXTs a week later, I think that would be pretty much a parting of ways b- between me and WWE at this point. Like it would be like, all right, uh, bye. I could right, just keep my money. Like, you keep your, you keep your stuff. Like we, we don't, right. we no longer need this. It's bad enough. We get it chopped up over here. Like, yeah, like I'm right at that brink anyway. Like I'm very close, very, very close to just. I don't need the WWE network. Like, it seems like there's not much there that's really keeping people there at this point. Yeah. But the NXT, I've, I've always said that, that that will be the deal breaker for me. Like, I'm, I don't really yeah. watch. I like the idea. It's one of those things. And that's when I want to get out of the habit of you ever have subscriptions that are like security subscriptions. Like, I like the idea in case I ever want to, but I never do. I never do. Yeah. I like I never watch yeah. right along. I think it's a great show. I'm just too busy. To fucking sit here and watch right along and when I, I could think of better things to do. I like the story times. Uh, there's no content on there I dislike. I like the idea of their full library, but I, I was just at don't... work the other day, didn't have really nothing to listen to. I put on some old ninety seven Raws and was enjoying myself. Yeah, see I'm not Yeah, I'm I not think it was one day I was clean and I put it on a table for three. It was funny watching the corporation beat up um oh what was oh, what was his name? Um Shawn Michaels' old teacher. Oh, Oh, Jose oh, Listario? The guy. Jose Listario? The Mexican guy. Jose Listario. Yeah. They beat hit that crap out of him on on Sunday Night Heat. It was hilarious. I find that the older I get, the less nostalgic I am. I never feel like, man, remember this? Not about most things. So <laughs> I don't really care for the for the network stuff too much. Isn't that camp WWE with the Stone Cold Dude cartoon? Oh dear Lord. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean that that really sucks for them. Though. Like, you're basically did they, they say it was what like you get last week's and then you get it like wow yeah so they'd be like a week behind all the time all the time that oh yeah that'd be it like or no, they go I'm on or they watch it on regular BT Sports that's like ROH <laughs> like at that point it'd be like nope think I'm done yeah like I I don't ever really have the time to sit there and take in all that content yeah. The things I really want from them are NXT, and I haven't been watching NXT on the network because it's it's a day late and it's edited. Yeah, you just find other places to watch it where it's not edited. <laughs> the time I laughed hardest, and I guess that's the most I've ever appreciated the network, ironically. The time that I've laughed hardest, the moment that I think was the best moment of the network for me to this day was still on Swerved, where they caught our truth with that weightlifting <laughs> dude. <laughs> he got shoot pissed. <laughs> dude. Oh my <sighs> God. I like... Like, I literally, my vision was blurry from how fucking hard I laughed. 
That's one of the funniest ribs I've ever seen in my life. Just because of our truth reaction. Like our truth was not happy. Like, and you could hear in his voice, like the desperation of like how unhappy he was. But right at the peak, when he looked at that guy and was like, I'm working out, bro. Like right there, I fucking lost it, man. Like, let me see if I can find that. I hope I can. He was very squeamish. What is his art truth? You could tell. I guess the inside joke, just by the way he reacted, must be that he's very squeamish to that kind of shit, to like blood or whatever. But when the guy was coming up to him, he was like, don't put that on me. And Alicia Fox was like, you could take him to the hospital. And he was like, are you crazy, Fox? <laughs> oh, my God. I was crying, dude. That's the out of everything they've ever done. That's the hardest I've ever laughed watching the shit on the network. The name of the episode on if anyone wants to watch on Swerved is is called Are You Crazy Fox? <laughs> I'm working out, bro. Oh man, like oh god, all I see is the one about the elephant. Yeah, oh man, they may not even be around. Damn it. <laughs> the only mm. other thing I think it's almost as funny as that, and it wasn't even like anger, but it was fear. It was a uh, that total. It was it was it was like a total divas where I think like Nat where they went to like Natty's house for a party, and I guess Archer was scared of cats. Oh, is he really? And yeah, he he's like he's terrified of cats, I guess. And it was just funny to hear him have like this reaction of like, oh shit. Like, let me see if I can find that one. That one I know I can find because I mean fucking totally it's not difficult. Yeah, but, but see, yeah, like, stuff he, like that. Those are those are good shows. And but are they nine ninety nine worth of good shows? Yeah, like some of them. So yeah, I, yeah, you gotta be really into them or to be, but it's like you shouldn't have to. It shouldn't have to be a case where you have to be into them. Like it should just be nine ninety nine with the shows. Like, yeah, and you shouldn't have to wait a week for the biggest shows on there. And yeah. there it is, right there. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the biggest problem. Like who wants to wait a week in order to see shit like that? You know? Yeah. Chowder, Chowder was what? What was? Well, I don't even, never heard of that before. What the hell's that? Is that the fucking one of those newfangled cartoons? Like, Oh yeah, 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 child. It was one of those. It's it's that new generation of a uh, Cartoon Network. Interesting. It's I've never watched it personally, but you've never seen Childer. No, 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 not at all. This is not. Hi, So truth your neck. Yeah, let me see. Oh, that's like healed up good. How you Doesn't feeling? Doesn't look good. Yeah, really good. Oh, that's nice. Hey, where the cats oh, at? They're, they're put away. Hi. They're put away in that bedroom. Juicy baby? Yeah, but it, oh, <laughs> it, you know, cat play? I'm in the back of it. Well, thankfully, the vibe is starting to pick up. Kofi comes on over. He brings his son and his wife. As soon as Truth arrives, the party really picks up. Because Truth just has this energy about him that gets everybody excited, and he's funny, and he just makes everybody feel good. What is he doing? Kai? Where's Kai? He was playing with the horse and with the balloons. Matt, did you find him? Oh, found him. Where was he? Playing with our cats. Daddy, Kai thinks that Lou is an owl. Oh, <laughs> Daddy, I want to keep Kai. No. No, 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 no. Watch TJ. So, hey, oh. get the cat. No. I'm finna go, Natty. Look at him on the Don't table already. Whoa, why is he running? No, no, no. Come on, seriously? What's the problem? Yes. No, but get the cat. No, we're getting the cat. This is crazy. Now that cat came up to me. And y'all teach them to be killers. Just pretend you're in there, okay? Like it's just everything that I didn't want to happen is happening. We locking this right here. But they're not coming out of that closet. There's no way in hell. This has to be a work, I man. I did not come out of the closet, Ed. Oh, no. That, 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 the only other difference no, no, between no, me and no, people no, in my no, family, no, that's, you that would have been a dog in that case. For everyone, that would have been a dog. What do you mean the only difference between you and your family? It's never a fucking cat. Would you be able that to the, 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 the fucking person has to lock behind the door for company. Look at this. 
I've seen that fear before. That's real fear. No more opening doors. <laughs> that's some shoot fear right there. Braxton was diagnosed with chloride plexus carcinoma. Oh, that's really uplifting. Thanks for that. <laughs> Children are the future, don't you know? <laughs> it's like that, like that's right up there with the sword. I, the sword thing is funnier by a long shot. But just like to know, I know that fear, so I appreciate it so much. <laughs> yeah, we could run the Swerve thing next week. Yeah, I'd probably be able to find it. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one. The Swerve stuff is hard to find outside of the network, but it's doable. Something that's funny, there's no way it's not out there somewhere. Yeah. And other bad news with the WWE network, we've talked about this before, but they keep cutting things like things that they don't want you to remember. They just take them out of the network. Yeah. You know, there okay. was a. What was that? I said it's stupid. Like, yeah, it is stupid. There was a Triple H, Candice, Michelle, Vince McMahon segment that apparently you can no longer find the 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 segment when you go back. Wait, is it the one I'm thinking of? Uh, I don't know. I have it here. I haven't seen it, but let's let me bring it up real quick. If it's that one, I'm gonna be so tight. You see, apparently you can't find this on the network anymore for whatever reason. I guess we'll find out why when we see. Candace, excuse me for a moment, please. But Candace, look, look. It's Triple H. The game. The cerebral assassin. The King of Kings. All right, okay, look, uh, you really, really came close to winning a championship tonight. You really did. But you know that old expression, close but no cigar? Well, look, I gave you what you wanted, your championship match, so I scratched your back. It wasn't exactly as you thought, I'm sure, but as Shane told you earlier on, now it's time for you to scratch my back, okay? So since you're going to be in Kenny's corner tonight, I thought I'd give you a little present. Okay, hang on one second. Here it is. You know what this is, and you know how to use it. So tonight, I want you to bash Shawn Michaels' head in. And then, there'll be a new era dawning here in the WWE. Why was that cut? Like, what's so bad about that? Probably somebody's fucking sensitive ass kid got offended. Somebody parent talking about some fu- a fucking Karen showed up. I thought it was gonna be Sorry, one of things where like so Vince is, is, where Vince is, is, is Vince is <laughs> is Vince saying the N word still on the network, and that's not right. I doubt that's there, but I thought it was gonna be one of those things where like Vince is like standing there talking to Triple H, and then Triple H leaves the room. Like Candace kind of rises from under the, from the bottom of the camera, like like implying. When you and, said and Triple H and Candace, shit. I expected the DX barbecue. <laughs> that was the first place my mind went, and then you said Vince, and I was like, "Wait, Vince was there?" I was gonna share this one, but you know what? I'm not gonna. There's nothing on there. Oh God! Yeah, you see, they collectively like we're paying for the fucking library that's another thing like a lot of the stuff we've talked on here about that before the music and shit of the songs not being that i want the experience of these things the way that they were and it's getting closer and closer with the uk people having no way to week things being cut out they fuck with one more thing and i just won't i won't pay them anymore 
Yeah. You bet your ass I still watch all your content, you but I will like, no longer pay you. I never paid them because I didn't have access to their content. I paid them to support the fucking network. What were you going to say, Squires? You don't, like, break the walls down at WCW? <laughs> Not at all. And I also want, like, whatever that shitty rendition of Enter Sam and they play is what ECW's one night stand. The worst thing is that I heard from an insider that uh, they had the rights to the song that they took out but didn't realize it. So they put the break the wall down and then they got rid of like the way that it was. Like they can't fix it back. Like if you say everything, that means you don't get to take shit out. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear that. Oh, it's not. If somebody got sensitive about it, tell them to fucking watch. Ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> okay. Well, in other news, the revival are free. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God almighty. They are free at last. They've been released by wwe finally they stopped procrastinating and begging and uh they let them go so everyone gets their wish now we're gonna see if it's worth it you know what do you guys think i mean considering what they were doing which was just being everybody's sidekick anything is gonna be more worth it because they get to go out and be a good tag team again not just be somebody's sidekick that's all they really were they were getting tag titles only so they'd stick around and then after they lose the tag title, it's like, all right, who are we gonna pair them up this pair them up with this week? Okay, who 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 what what new group are they gonna be the the henchmen of this month? Like, yes, what a true. bad time to get released though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everything Post else it. is in the can. Everywhere else, it's like, yay, we won't be on TV for three months. <laughs> I mean, at least there's actually a serious reason besides this time. Besides, just like, hey, we don't have anything for you. Yeah, after we're done with this, uh, I'll get back to that after we're done with the uh, revival segment here. But yeah, they were released uh, effective Friday 10th, 2020. WWE and the revival have agreed on their immediate release from WWE. Wish them well. We wish them all the best in their future endeavors. They tried. They tried to prevent it, and it didn't happen. I do you really? Do you? <laughs> they don't wish them well. Of course not. Of course they don't. They don't give a fuck. F the revival, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Apparently, they don't have any non-compete clause or anything. So they yeah, can so work they, whenever. They can immediately turn loose. If it wasn't for the fact that AEW had taped months ahead of time, which is probably the reason why they were a little bit, they they, tight, they, they unleashed a little bit. They said, hey, fuck it. They're going to be out of work for two months, even if release them now. Now's a good time to do it. If we got to do it, let it all burn out. So they did. Oh. <laughs> They'll have a natural 90-day no-compete. <laughs> That's what it was. Look at that. And they they changed their names, too, right? They are now... Uh, what, are, what are these names here? The Revived. Dash Wilder is now Cash Wheeler, and Scott Dawson is now Dax Hardwood. Oh, Dax Hardwood. <laughs> what? I mean, hey, if you can get that WWE stink off you, I guess. So. Dax Hardwood? His new catchphrase is where you can get the wood and like it. Was that the name of the guy from Empire that gets killed in, in Luke's uh, Snowspeeder? <laughs> I don't think it was. What did they use? A name generator app? I mean, I mean, hey, when Ed first started out his career, he was Sexton Hardcastle, all right? Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood. First of all... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the second time it's even worse. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Hardwood. Ain't that a bitch? Like you. I don't even know where to go with this. You ain't, you ain't even got me a career choice with a last name like that, but you better hope this wrestling thing works out, because if not, 
Cash and Dax. <laughs> Sounds like a bad PS2 Might as well game. have gone with Dirk Diggler. They may as well have gone with Dirk the fucking Daring. If you're going to have a name yeah, like Dax Hardwood. Have, yeah. <laughs> so bad. So, oh. it's, 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 it sounds like if somebody wanted to put Jack and Daxter on the end gauge but couldn't get the rights. Yeah, yeah, no oh, doubt. Oh, Jesus. I'm happy for them, but damn them names. Cash and Dax is the game you see at the end of Game Pro. <laughs> and that little column in the bottom right. It's a Tengen title. I was saying. <laughs> it's a black. <laughs> It's a black cartridge game. Oh, oh man. It's got yeah. a weird handle on it. Oh, oh Tengen. Wow. <laughs> I'm so fucking upset because I thought that this whole segment was going to be us talking about how they're free now and the things that are going to come, and they fucked up right away. Before yeah, we even got to celebrate, dope. it's like the first fucking thing they did was fuck up. <laughs> it's like it's like teaching your kid how to drive and they fucking pull out of the driveway and immediately get hit. Yep. yep. <laughs> you, know? you slam the door, you slam like, the door, fuck. you say F you and you turn no, around no, and no. trip right in the yard. That's what no. <laughs> no, you want You teach your kid how to drive. He gets in the garage. The first thing he did is forget to put it in reverse and go ape shit in the house. Scott Scott Dawson is not Dax Hardwood. Hello, why are you Dax Hardwood? There's no part of that that's okay. Dax Hardwood. Oh, shit. Cash Wheeler sucks, but Dax Hardwood. There's so many innuendos and jokes in that. Dax Hardwood? Get the fuck out of here with that. He's right. Val Venus would like that name. I saw a shoot recently, by the way, where Val Venus didn't know what a money shot was. Like, he had no idea for months of working there what was going on. They did the old thing, how to get your porn name. You know how you do that? It's your first pet's name and the first street that you live on. So for me, Uh-oh. if I was part of the revival, I would be Skippy Elm. <laughs> That's not far off of what they just did. Skippy Elm. Destin, oh, what would yours be? Oh, fuck. The first pet you can remember and the first street you can remember. I, oh. I, it won't be as bad as theirs. It would have been, oh, fuck my life. It would have been fucking George Evelina. Like, okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, said, I've said mine on here before. I've said mine on here before, but it's been like a generation ago. So I'll go ahead and just close it again. Mine would have been Fudgy McDougal. McDougal. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you that's oh god, we gotta go to that dark corner of X and X X to find you. <laughs> yeah, in the chat, it's your first pet and the first street that you were on. First pet is your first name, and the first street you lived on is how you are. How you decide what you're doing. I'm sure people don't do it anymore. I sound like a drag queen. What the fuck? But if you put, what was your Fudgy McDougal and Skip Elm, Skippy Elm, and you put it next to their names, which it's a 50 shot. He's Bricks Claire, Clarendon. He sounds like one of those white guys with like a big dick, right? A Bricks Clarendon. <laughs> We're packing heat. <laughs> you hear people talking about, you ever seen that Bricks Clarendon porn? Damn. <laughs> Bitch, the AC stands for all crap. <laughs> Yeah, is, oh, shit. I can't believe he got that shit. And all I got was Fudgy <laughs> McDougal. <laughs> we should have a Jackbox where we all got to use those names. Oh, I'm down. Send me the names. I'll keep them all. I swear to God. Roxy, when you hear this, you pick one too, motherfucker. Rocco Brown? That has to be a real Rocco. porn name. 
That sounds like right. That, that sounds like an old like. That's 80s way too one. good to be. That has to be just a porn person. I'm sure if I search him, he'll be there. I don't know if you go Molly, home, but you want to find Eighth Street. If you if you if you dressed in Molly. drag, I'm, are you a guy? Because you're a guy. If you dressed in drag, that would definitely work. The Molly Eighth Street thing. If I was a chick, mine right now would be Cherry Cascade. <laughs> wow. You sound like a stripper coming to the stage. Cherry Cascade. All That's of what I'm these. Saying. All of these are better than Dax Hardwood. <laughs> nah. Damn. It gives a whole new definition to top guys, huh? So <laughs> you're. See, this is why it's better when I used to do a prep before coming, because like now, whatever the fuck comes across my my head comes across my mouth. <laughs> you know? Like fuck, I'm not even reading the story. But yeah, apparently, yeah, they are. no flips, just fists. Fucking. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's that's also fucked up now. No flips, just fists. No <laughs> flips. They got to change it. No flips. No flippy, just fisting. There you go. <laughs> no flippy, just fisty. <laughs> this is okay. Shatter machine is a whole different one. <laughs> Someone has to do something about this. It's not too late for him to not be Dax Hardwood. That's like a that, that's a death sentence right there, man. If he comes oh. out with Dax fucking Hardwood. Even Dax Wood would have still been better. I'm less worried about Cash Wheeler. Yeah, Cash Wheeler, like... Maybe Cash Wheeler sounds like it would just take a lot of getting used to. Like, maybe he's related to, to fucking on. Joey Wheeler from Captain Planet. There you go. Is it Cash with a C or a K? Oh my god, he could be a oh, rich Cash, guy, right? Cash with a C. Oh, shit. And is the S a money sign? It should be. <laughs> dollar like dollar Richie, bills, like, y'all. Like Richie Rich. <laughs> but yeah, they are... Uh, they copyrighted no flips just fist say yeah top guy shatter machine hashtag ftr kill so they were ready and ww so I, I think for, we talked about that like shatter machine was going to be their new tag name or something like that right yeah i guess and wwe fire filed later on for the mechanics and no flips just fist as well but we don't know exactly which way that it went that is come on man you guys <laughs> fuck up the... will be mighty white whitley boulevard <laughs> i doubt it that's awesome like a knockoff superhero holy shit at first i thought it said i I was so happy i thought it said mighty whitey because that would have been like the best ever (laughs) so now they they already released merchandise that means they must have been working on these for a while so they had already made up their mind these are apparently how their shirts are going to look now that's underwhelming (laughs) right i thought i I had it that's a foreshadow these are how your shirts are not gonna look (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be talk once in the static logo. In other words, we want our checks. Yeah, well, I'll link you guys in the chat room. I don't know why it doesn't appear in the Tron. I guess it's a weirdo. Oh my god! Here, but yeah, they're the they're the FTR shirts or whatever that these guys are doing. I don't really think that's that catchy of a of a thing. That hashtag anyway. It's a hashtag acronym. Yeah. Most of the time, a hashtag should be a good phrase. If it's just an acronym, yeah. then an acronym's an acronym. And it's like if the Bullet Club's not doing it, it's just kind of like eh, okay. That's what made it fun is that they were always doing it. Those shirts look so 90s. You got a look already? Let's see if I can yeah. bring it up on here. Yeah. I think it might be on Twitter. It looks like the person who did the show title for Clarissa Explains It All designed these shirts. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> You'll know what I mean once you see it. <laughs> you That's all it Clarissa Explains It All right there. Oh my god. <laughs> you watch the intro and then just change the channel that's your favorite yeah. part? Like, once the intro was over, I click. Damn. It was like 10 different shows. I was like, I got to the intro and then stopped giving a shit. So, whoops, not getting better than this. Click. 
So, uh, yeah. Actually, here it says the uh, okay. saying that uh, he thinks that the number one reason why uh, they released them is because uh, it'll get burned in, in the news with everything else. And that AEW, he's not sure if it's because AEW tapes so much TV that uh, that they're not going to show up right away. But, uh, yeah, they basically, according to him, it was noted that they fired them instead of granting them releases. Maybe that's a power play thing. I don't know. Another rumor killer, by the way, Rhea Ripley is still in the United States. Everybody was saying there was a crazy thing where she lost her visa or some shit and she was gone. Yeah, she's still here. She is still here. So I just want to kill that rumor before I forget, because uh, I know there's been a lot of shit with the Rhea Ripley stuff where it's like they said that's the reason why they dropped the title. It's because it was Charlotte. That's the main reason why they dropped the damn title, because it was Charlotte. The better wrestler one. You know, the girls that the, the, the girl that you guys popped for and booed round the four, which is the reason why she's trolling you now, Charlotte. You liked her? Remember? <laughs> That's how we got here. Like, bitch, I'm still here. A lot of animals. Holy shit. Yeah, right. So she's showing you all her animals and that she's still here. She ain't going nowhere. She's going nowhere. Oh, there's there's too many there. animals in such a small space. I, I think any animals is too many, in my opinion. I'm not an animal person. <laughs> No. I'm sure that, that, that apartment does not smell for Breeze Fresh. Not at all. Not at all. All right. What else do we got here? All right. We were going to do the R-Truth thing, right? You guys got to give me a minute to queue it up. I totally forgot oh, about yeah. it. Uh, Rugs managed to find us an R-Truth clip here. Oh, Christ almighty. He says it's not great quality, but whatever. It's better. I, I should just, I don't, since this is a new machine, I don't think I have my network credentials logged in. Otherwise, I would have looked for it there. Whatever much long you oh want to be, knows at the rate they're going. This is the whole fucking episode, though. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> browse through this for a minute. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn oh. it! That's what happens when we do it live. We do this shit for y'all. Y'all better appreciate us. Damn it! <laughs> it's better be funny. You've never seen it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Squire, if it's not funny, Squires are quitting on air. Quality's right. really, really, Done. really shit. But uh, good lord. Is that oh, that is true. Yeah, get your feet off the counter. <laughs> you know how long I talk to clean that? Right, I'm going to give Eat it a thing. shot. Hey, hey, you yeah. Okay, great, man. Uh, the bathrooms are in the back. Ooh, nah, nah, nah. Our truth. You going to have to go to diva practice? Yeah. <laughs> how you guys doing today? Good. 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 You want to come to our practice today? I do, actually. What's that going to entail? Spandex. All right, so I have to wear spandex. Yes. Not a problem. This is not the market. <laughs> Only Dawson's Act be our boy toy. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. They're, are, they're used up. We've used them. Hey, listen, it's boring here. You can recruit me. I used to be a backup dancer so for Britney Spears. Watch this. Nah, he, did you hear that? He crushes his hand, but it's fake. Oh! Oh my pick god! Pick it up! Pick it up! Pick it up! He has like a prosthetic oh, hand that's all bloody and smashed oh. now. Why would he put his <laughs> hands in the damn weight, dude? Jim, <laughs> dog, seriously. He's clean. Well, he got hands in the way. Look at Truth's face. I wish you could see this well, tears. Just, it's a fucking free tears. <laughs> and then the guy oh, keeps okay. coming Watch towards it, Truth with the bloody it's hand. Watch. It's okay. Truth, what the? F- oh. It's okay. It happens to me all the time. Man. Don't get the fuck out of me. No, I'm sorry. Don't get the 
on me, bro. Bus, bus. I'm working out. I'm working out. I got the music on. Oh, I gotta go I back a little bit. Wait, wait. Used up. We used <laughs> listen, to the listen, fucking desperation in his voice. I used to be a backup dancer for Britney Spears. Nah, Wait, we gotta get to the time. Don't I'm working out, bro. I'm working out. I got the music on. No. I don't even feel good, man. Oh I'm my sorry. god! I'm sorry. No, no fucking no, 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 moment no. where you I, see I, he I was at his peak. I'm working out, bro. I'm working out, bro. I'm working out. I got the music on. I don't we need to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, I don't no, even no, no, feel no. good, man. I apologize if I offended you with feel my good. blood. You need to get a look at, dog. I'm going to. I just don't have health insurance, and if the ambulance shows up, that's like three thousand dollars. Should okay. we just call him a doctor? Are you crazy, Fox? Bro, look, don't. Look, push I'm not that bad. It's one little cut. Truth is a maximum freak out right now. Over your hands. You know what? You just got swerved, dude. You got swerved. Don't touch me, dog. Oh my God. I'm working out, bro. He still didn't want to go near that hand. You could tell that's why they chose him. You could tell that he's squeamish around blood and shit because he still didn't want to go near that shit. Even hearing the whole story, he was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> oh my God. We need that drop. I'm working out, bro. I like it sounded like that mayor. What the best thing about it, <laughs> the best thing about it is from the moment it happened, you could see by truth he was doing what people do when something's really f- freaking him out, but they're trying to act like it's not. You could just see by his posture because he tried to stay as still as possible and like his facial expression wasn't moving much. He was just like, oh my God. And you, you hear Zack Ryder fucking go, truth, look, truth, shit. And like, you know, he's like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he went, I'm Tucker, t- I'm working out, bro. Dolph Ziggler had to turn around. Um, instant corpse. Instant. <laughs> yeah, I like the look in their face. You see that shot of the two of them? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my god! They they stopped doing swerve to the wrestlers, and that's why the next season was on the fans because like people legit were getting hot. Yeah, you watch that big show yeah. one where he was doing a promo, and then the and then the lights and the power and everything kept cutting off. Do you ever, you guys ever seen yeah. that one? Yeah, I, 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 never, I think I've seen that one. Oh my Titus god! Titus get really hot too. Yeah, Titus didn't like the t- the, the the cattle prod. I believe like Paige oh, called yeah, it the yeah, cattle yeah. prod. Yeah, well, yes. yeah well, as Paige called it, the tickle stick. But the 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 sh- big show one, I give them credit because I would have tapped out. Like it started getting tense. Like they I remember he sat in a room on a stool and he was gonna do a promo, and they would make it where every time he started to open his mouth to do a promo, something happened. Like he opened his mouth and then somebody's cell phone went off. And I'm like, hold on, he had to leave the room. And the other guy's like, "What are you doing, man? Cell phone." Then he went to do the promo, and at that moment, someone opened the door and came in. You're like, "Hey, what?" Are you? And it just they just kept it. They stretched it so long, you could see him sitting there mad. Like you could see him. He was legit fucking hot, man. And he, he doesn't look, he looks more scary when he's shoot hot, you know, or it's just like, I can't believe they kept it going because I wouldn't have been able to be in that room when it looked like he was about to just fucking rage out. So after a while, it's like, I guess swerved at your own, at your own risk. Now we know why those rib stories happen to people, you know? Oh, God. Yeah. Tell me about it. All right. A couple more side stories before we weekly and wrap up here. Uh, Sonny, Tammy Sitch, she actually oh, tweeted out. Sonny. She tweeted on social media. If I get one more email asking me to quote unquote meet up or quote unquote date for money, I swear I'm going to get the coronavirus and one of those t-shirt shooters and spread it to all of them. Just because I'm famous doesn't mean I'm an escort. You must have me confused with Ashley Massaro and she doesn't do it anymore. What? Like, really, bitch? She's really, really? just a fucking low life, huh? Like, she's just pretty she's fucking stupid. The scum like... of the earth. A couple things that are shitty about this. Okay. Only a couple? Guy- yeah well guys asking you to meet up and date for money you know is uh is not really that surprising you've done cam videos on skype and you've done porn 
I have nothing against with people your Hall camming. of Fame ring in it. I have nothing against people camming or porning or in the adult industry, but it's completely a normal reaction for someone to ask you, email you, and ask you about meetups or dates when you're in the line of adult work. But to say that you're gonna get the coronavirus and on a t-shirt shoot to spread it to everybody, I think that's that's literally too soon. Like no joking, like that's just too soon. And then last but not least, to top it off with you have me confused with Ashley Massaro. And she doesn't do it anymore. Oh, Ashley Massaro, the one who recently killed herself, right? Because of all the shit she was going through and left her daughter behind and all the other uh, women in WWE reached out and put up a GoFundMe for the daughter. Really, dude? Like, that's a really fucking good way to get in the good graces of a lot of people all I want straight out of fucking prison when everyone was leaving you alone. Unbelievable, man. It's Wait. almost like, what new way can I be a piece of shit this week? God, you know, you know who we didn't get for like, yeah, like believe me, bitch, we didn't get too confused with Ashley because Ashley's not the one who fucked the guy with a Hall of Fame ring, you dumb cunt. Like, but it's, it's you know what? I don't judge people ugh. for that. Whatever her sexual exploits are, they're her own. But it's just like for her to fucking act like that, like that's the bar, right? I'm not an escort. She, I'll just do porn. She's she's talking like that shit, like she's a fucking saint. Like, bitch, no, you're not. Exactly. Don't we? Judge we, we, we did. We didn't hear about Ashley like, Mazzara like, for years. We heard about you every week. Yeah, that pisses me off, man. Like, what? Like, first of all, oh my God, there's so many layers to this. I'm not even going to give it a fucking time of day with this nonsense. You guys have anything to say about this? Oh, fucker. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, she's like, trash. How disrespectful <laughs> to, to, to like talk about the dead like that for no reason. And it's like someone who recently died, whose kid is still yeah. alive, who's, who's a teenager now. And for, for, for what reason? And why you throw her under the bus? Exactly. You've had no fucking history with this woman. Like, yeah. why the fuck did you just throw a random person underneath the bus? Like, first of all, I've never, ever, I've joked about things about it, but I've never, like, seriously judged Tammy Sitch for her decision to do porn or China or, or pages leaked tapes. I've never been judgmental of that. But it, it really gets me hot when someone who's done that kind of shit is then judgmental towards somebody else. You know what I mean? The pot calling the kettle black type deal? Yeah. Where it's like, I did porn and I do naked Skype calls, but I'm not an escort. Oh, that's where I draw the line. Like, at that point, bitch, there's, you should be glad yeah, anybody wants to pay your attention. There's escorts who who look at her and go, you know, I I escort, but I, I'm not doing porn or doing Skype call. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, what what is the bar, Sonny? Really? Like, what is the bar? Like, who, who the fuck are you now to, uh, we don't know what you are. Yeah, we don't know what you are. Fucked. That's it. <laughs> Damn. Stay out of jail for a little while. Yeah. How about that? Try to do that as a fucking accomplishment. <laughs> How about you can talk crap after your probation? <laughs> no, it's a, it's perfectly okay for somebody to ask her that. She takes Skype calls to do exotic shit, and she's been in the adult industry. Everyone who's in the adult industry who has a Twitter who takes Skype calls and does this kind of stuff will get emails asking people, you know, do you do things? What are your rates? That's just the way that it is. You make that decision when you decide that you're going to be in that business. And it's not like they just assume. They ask the question. There's no other way to know what I'm fucking asking. She's getting mad about people making a business inquiry in a business that she's involved in. The reality is, whether we like it or not, Tammy Sitch, a.k.a. Sonny, is part of the adult industry, even if on a small amateur level. And in that industry, people ask her and she just has to be ready to decline it. You can say fucking no. That's like when we're in here on Sundays and we put up just the uh, the audio of our previous episode throughout a pay-per-view. If someone comes in here, which they do, and they go, are you going to show the pay-per-view here? And we go, no, no, we just come in here, and hang out and talk about it with the audio on with the audio of our last podcast. And they go, OK, they either stay or they leave. 
But the point being, imagine if I went on social media, I was like, I'm so fucking sick of people coming into our chat room and asking if we're gonna if we're gonna pay for the pay per view. You know, like why are we gonna put the pay per view up? You know, like. It's a question that makes sense within the context of where it's being asked. It's not disrespectful to ask that because there are a lot of people who do the thing she does, Skype calls and stuff and Snapchats and all that shit, that also do that. So why the fuck is she acting like it's the plague if she made the decision to be in that line of work? Just decline it. If you're going well, you to know deal what? with it, if it bothers you that it. much, you could put up a cordial statement saying, you know, FYI to all of my followers, I don't do this, this, this. And you could put it in the top of your profile. You don't have to throw COVID-19 into it. You don't have to fucking throw. You, you don't have to shit on everything. This is what I'm talking about. No one knows how to fucking act on social media. I'm probably one of the most like like I don't confront people, but I'm the most clapback person that there is. And I find a lot of the shit that I'm reading on social media completely out of line. Like there's not one aspect of this. Where Sonny's okay. When you like none. Unless somebody's just being disgusting, if you're in the adult industry and someone asks you if you do private shows or appointments, it's it's a legitimate question. What does she think? That she's special, that they're the only person she's being asked? I'm sure there's other people that they lo- that they're doing that to too. They'll move on to the next person. Get over your fucking self. You know? Jesus, what is what is with this? Well, that's about as much sun as much attention as Sonny's gonna get for a while. <laughs> yeah, she really is. Like I said, it just it just bothers me that it's like that's her that's her behavior. Like, that's a professional way to just like, tell people. And like the last thing I think I'm gonna say about it is bitch, you should be glad anybody wants to pay money to date you. Yeah, she looks good for her age. She <laughs> because believe me, she you wouldn't good. even be the backup plan for me. For her age, she looks really good. And even not for her age, she looks good. She's kept in, in good. I mean, someone who had her lifestyle is not going to just fall down the toilet. Obviously, she looks like an older woman, but I would by no means call her ugly or anything. Her personality, yeah. though, is disgusting. Like the stuff that she says and the way that she behaves and thing, the way that she acts. It's like the personality I feel manifests through the person. And sometimes we confuse the two because you look at her and you see the shitty human being that we've seen for the past decade. You know, if you could just look past what's on the inside. She's not that bad on the outside. <laughs> which at that point, which at that point, she's completely ruined it with this stuff. She's been she's been institutionalized. You got him every man. She served her time. That's how you got to talk in the in, in, in the pan. Yeah, and now she better hope she don't go back after that shit. You know, but I just think, like I said, she could have dealt with that better. Like, holy fuck, man! Of all people, Ashley Massaro, you know, right? Save your chest, Sonny. Bring Ashley in the shit like fucking. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh. In other news, Lars Sullivan made a cameo account. I've never even heard of this, but basically the way it works is for $100, fans can pay and get a message from him. He says, I'm here to say that I'm excited to give shout outs to special people in your lives. I will be myself, have fun, and aim for 15 to 30 seconds. I bet you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. That was his uh, title of his first movie. What's up, John? This is Mitch. 15 to 30 seconds or aim to have fun? Aim to have fun. Oh god! In a world where Val Venus didn't know what money shot meant, he sure as fuck did. Oh my god! Aim for the chin. Oh god! Terrible. Oh dear god! I would just love to be you get that shit on a fucking voicemail. Hey Tim, this is Mitch. Like who the fuck is Mitch? It's all. But who? That Mitch. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but is there anybody in the world who would spend a hundred dollars to get a special message from Lars Sullivan? One, most people say, "Who the fuck is Lars Sullivan?" And then the ones that would know him are more likely to know him from the porn than they would be from the wrestling. (laughs) So, do you are those the kind of birthday messages you want to give for fifteen to thirty seconds? Oh my god! You're going to be giving messages as uh, as not Lars Sullivan. What what was your name, Mitch Bennett? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, handsome. This is Mitch Bennett. Mitch Bennett. 
I don't have any cake for you, but I brought the sausage. <laughs> hey, Randy's grandma, this is Lars Sullivan. Happy birthday. <laughs> You're like, who's... Hope you have a nice hard one. Anybody looking for Lars Sullivan messages? Oh, my God. You're not going to be the only freak accident. <laughs> His birthday message is probably this. Is, it's probably just this. <sighs> <laughs> Yeah, like what is? <laughs> as much as I like Ryback, I said he didn't. He didn't build the level of rapport that he should have before he dipped out on WWE, which he also should have. This guy barely was around, and he's gonna give you a Lawrence message. So then you could tell people that you have a message from Lars Sullivan, and even wrestling fans will be like, "Who?" He popped up in my universe in a game once, and I was like, "I forgot you were here." Poor choice of words, <laughs> but we'll move on from there. Hey, hey, <laughs> could have been worse. Could it have? Could it have? No, hey, it could have been. With this group, it could have been. <laughs> I said that and instantly look at Squire's icon like, oh God, what did I do? <laughs> Former WWE writer, John Piermarini, hopefully, yep. said on Twitter that Vince McMahon wanted to do a brawl for all for NXT. Oh, oh God. Probably one of my favorite episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. Because oh, yeah. it showed how much of an idiot Russo is. But yeah. yeah. So, oh, so yeah, he, apparently he said this was in 2009, 2010. He won another brawl for with the NXT guys. The original OG shitty one, and they had to talk him out of it. <laughs> that would have been Dude, not... everybody, nobody, either you got hurt or buried or injured. <laughs> like, nobody left that thing unscathed. Nobody, like, I think JR was the one who said it. Nobody got over in Brawl for All. We don't have time to run it on here, but Cornette on his God. podcast went and told of the details that they didn't. Like, he just talked oh, about Oh, I the listened to the shit. whole thing. You did? You heard it? Oh, <laughs> so good, right? yes. Good I'm not Lord. a big Cornette guy, but when I saw that, I went, oh, I gotta hear that. Oh, it was so good. The I, only one, I think the only person that left that unscathed was Dan Severin, because... <laughs> yeah, he dipped out. He's like, I can't. My career is not worth this. Because he they, said anybody could win this. There's no science to it. They were so I mean, naive. They were so Mark, naive yeah. to what was going Just on. Just because Russo is an idiot. Mark Gunn got the worst of it all. Right. He and won he, the thing and then got wanted. dropped by Butterbean. Oh. Because Vince didn't like that he won in a fight where anybody can win. He got dropped by Butterbean, and then he got dropped by the company. God almighty. Yeah, everybody paid for that in some capacity. Oh, yeah. Every single... I don't know, like, I don't know if... But it's it's between Bart Gunn and freaking Dr. Death. Oh, well, Those Dr. Two. Death was the worst, because well, he tore yeah. his quad, and he got knocked out, and yeah, then yeah, he, he was gone after that. God, but it's like, and then freaking Bart he Gunn was, to win the whole... <laughs> Dr. Death was gonna have a program with Austin. And like he just went to gone, and freaking. <laughs> and this is like when I look at Bart Gunn. It's like he won it when he was supposed to get the program with Austin, but instead he got knocked out by Butterbean. <laughs> like that's a trade off for your hands right there. Like, oh man, too much. That's, like oh, the, that's, the, that's the equivalent of getting to like a castle in Mars, and you get to peach and fucking Bowser says nope. Not only is our princess in another castle, Mario, but what stands <laughs> before you actually has a penis under the dress. <laughs> Let's go! Why are you jumping for flags, Mario? Oh, oh my god! 
Mario, you <laughs> flag whore, you freaking flag it. Oh my god. Why? He likes flags. Somehow we're gonna get heat for that. Dude. Come, on, come on, for making up a word? Fuck off. Hey. hey. Don't, forget the, don't forget the Tanuki suit. Oh you mean that thing that, dude, that Peter decided to get the Tanuki no. suit. Can you imagine that Mario Mario in the Tanuki suit? Is that a fetish? If, if it's out there, it's a fetish. He's a furry. You ever hear that like that like apparently like Peter decided to get hot about that one day? About him in that suit? Yeah. What? Because Peter just like of... the bitch about it. They were just like, oh, you had to skin an animal to get that suit. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, Mario had to skin an animal to get the fucking Tanuki suit? How did they how did they know? Pe- that that was Peter's logic. Is that worse than him hollowing out a frog? I would have I would have made a backstory where Bowser killed his friend and then he kept the skin as a reminder. As sick as that is. <laughs> <laughs> all, of, all of his little friends because you gotta figure it's the tanuki suit it's the frog suit oh i don't know how many you know featherless birds there are in the mushroom kingdom oh my god just turtles running around with no shells like yeah and then he had the lumber suit they call that hardwood <laughs> <laughs> all right so the weekly <laughs> oh wow oh my god Oh my god, I know, right? What the hell? <laughs> you thought I would have expected that. No, no, not at all. Let's go! Oh god, no. So, uh, who who the fuck is Amy Weber? I don't fucking know. Like, I, I even saw a picture of her and I don't know who she is. Like, I guess she was from a diva search or something? Must have been. Like, she, she must have been like one of those round one eliminations. And she says that, 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 t- that rated RKO used to fuck with her all the time or something? Is that what's happening? Yeah, like, like you're like 15 years ago, just like all the other stories nowadays. I was training behind the scenes to actually have a real wrestling match. I mean, a real wrestling match. So um, Joy and I, who I adore, we had been working really, really hard. Every time that we would get to a new city, we would be, you know, rehearsing and practicing and I would be learning. And we had like a seven city tour in 10 days. It was crazy. Two stops in Hawaii, Japan, Alaska. So while we were in um, Japan, actually, on the way back to Alaska, I was practicing. I was supposed to grab the rope and break my fall. And unfortunately, I couldn't get to the rope. She kicked me a little hard in the stomach. It was fine. It was not her fault. I landed on my tailbone. So they thought I might have cracked it. Nothing huge. I could still walk, but it was very painful. The trainer told me to go into the men's locker room and to grab two ibuprofen, which I did. He told me what to do. I did it. Um, And some ice. So when I was on the plane, on the way back to um, Alaska, we had more matches there, more TV to tape. I was laying across three seats. We were all sleeping, and I'm going to go ahead and call people out because this is a truthful video. Randy Orton decided to come up behind my chair, and he slammed into it like a linebacker so hard that I landed on the floor of the airplane. And then he said to me, you're going to learn. Uh, which was, I didn't understand what he was talking about. So I turned around, went back to sleep. I was awoken by someone pouring a drink in my face. So immediately I popped up, I looked up, and I saw Edge, yes, you Edge, with a partially drank drink in his hand. There was a little bit left, and it was the same color that was basically all over me. So I stood up 
on the airplane seat and I was eye to eye to him. And I said, do you have a problem with me? And he goes, what are you talking about? Of course, he denied it. The drink was in his hand. And so I said, come on, you want to fight me? Let's go. You want to be a man? Go ahead. Let's go. Let's fight me. You want to pour a drink on me? And he kept denying it. But I know he did it. I saw the cup in his hand. So listen, the end of the day, did I deserve it? Because I took two ibuprofen that the trainer told me to take and some ice from the guy's locker room. I don't think so. Just as a human being, just as a decent human being, you just don't do that to people. I didn't think I was better than anyone else, but I did feel like I was deserving of respect. You're damaged goods, lady. (laughs) So when I got to Alaska, Shane McMahon was there. We were all getting our bags and I was done. I just felt like I couldn't continue to be in an environment where people really had no respect. They had their reasons, but I don't think taking two ibuprofen is a reason for someone. Well, you get off the ibuprofen. Try to physically harm you and then pour a drink in your face. Fucking ibuprofen, bitch. That's the story. The unfortunate bit Ah, is for my action figure, the video game. Damaged. You know what? Ah. This goes back to, I don't think Squires was here last week, but we, we... I'll summarize for you. We told a story about a time that I got into like a common thing with somebody and they wound up PM. Oh, it elevated God, to PMs. Yes. This was in 2017. And like last week, I got a message from the person that just said, bitch, <laughs> go back and listen to last week. I told the whole story in detail, but I told it the, the, the whole dispute we had 2017. And I kid you not, out of nowhere on Messenger, bitch. And I looked, it was like, no way. Wow. You were carrying that shit all this time? I feel bad now. Maybe it was just processing and it finally went through. Three years later. (laughs) You know what, though? Her story does kind of ring true because, you know, my neighbor stole my paper at my old place. And I went up to him and I asked him, I go, hey, did you steal my paper? And he said, no, I didn't steal your paper. And this kept happening over. So I just sold my house and moved. It's weird. This is once again years later, and then it's like, how do you stay with that? Oh my god! It doesn't even sound like it doesn't even fucking sound real. Was she the diva who was in JBL's cabinet stable at first? I don't. It might have been. I I don't fucking know. I remember Jillian Hall, the one that actually mattered, who didn't complain. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, it's like the the one part about the story I love, and this is one thing I I start to hate with certain people. I love how she was just like, "Fight me, you want to fight me?" But guarantee, had he thrown a punch, he'd have been like, "How dare you hit a woman?" Like, no, bitch, you tell me to fight me, I'm gonna swing on your ass. Yeah, and it's years later. Like that's that scarred her. Fifteen, I believe. What a meaningless story that was. If that shit scarred you, bitch, you are not long for this. Not enough to be vocal about it until almost a decade, and if not longer, come on. I'm like, to go, you like wrestling? I've got a story. Let me tell you how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's a little newsflash, like, for people, and I might, if I get heat, I don't give a shit. There's a point where, after a while, it doesn't even matter anymore. Okay, he picked on me. And first of all, if he ran into you hard enough to knock you on the floor, why the fuck did you go back to sleep? Like, what? Where was everybody Not else? Not one part anybody of her story can adds up. Story? Can anybody else, you know, like any, any other people? As usual, I'm, I'm still waiting for fucking Taylor Hendricks for the rest of this Jay Lethal proof. Like, you know, just... <laughs> Come on. This is what happens when you put a camera in front of just anybody. Just stupid shit comes up. Like. That's exactly what happens. I need attention. That's what that was. 
She sounds like she put that story together two minutes before the camera started rolling. All right, let's get into the weekly so we can wrap up here. You got you got dynamite by any chance, just in case I don't. Yeah, I got dynamite. Okay, good. Uh, we had AEW Dark, which was still in Jobberland. Here we had Lee Johnson against QT Marshall, with QT going over with his swanton, and uh, we do see some color when Lee Johnson drop kicks QT to the face, and he gets busted open underneath the eye. I believe they said this was his student, right? This was actually one of his students from the school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not yeah. very good. I mean, I, I like what they're doing because it's like, yeah, it's Jobber Masters, but it's helping these guys out with all this stuff going on. I guess. We had uh, Wardlow being accompanied by MJF against Ryan Riles. They put a lot of thought into that name, huh? <laughs> could be worse because the last name could be Hardwood. Yeah, Wardlow hits yeah, the no guy with, Wardlow hits the guy with what do they call it, an F-10? It's like an airplane, like a, I don't know, he airplane slams him. Guy lands awkwardly on his leg. That was like an airplane F five, I guess is why we called it F ten. That's what oh, I think they called somebody, it. Somebody, somebody WWE used to do that move. Was it Cesaro? Oh, uh, did he used to airplane people and then just let them go like that and just? I feel like it was. I laughed that we saw everything. Oh, Kip Sabian against Tony Donati, and basically Kip taps him out with a Phil, Phil Nelson leg scissor style move that he had on him, I believe. Yeah, I, just, I haven't seen them in a long time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Bunch of jobbers for AEW Dark. That brings us straight into uh, AEW Dynamite. Yeah, which, with uh, Chris Jericho on commentary. Chris Jericho on commentary, like we talked about last week. This opens with a Jake the Snake promo. Very dark stuff. This guy's still the great promo. Like, wow, what a good villain he is in this, right? Fits right in. Dude, Jake still got it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, his stuff is really excellent. It's definitely... Added. They they know exactly where to put people, you know. Yeah, he's not. It's not taking away from anybody. Him doing that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he basically tells Cody, he asks him, "Are you a man or a mouse? Squeak up." That's how he ends this promo. <laughs> I love this. Just squeak up. Yeah. First match was uh, Lance Archer versus Alan Angel. Yes, Alan Angel. It wasn't Alan? I think it was Alan Angles. I feel what Alan Angles. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and he once again hits him with that. What's it like again? It's like a poison crucifix. They call it the blackout. Yeah, it, 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 it looks that? like a poison inverted crucifix bomb. Right, right. Formerly known as the EBD, everybody dies. Yeah. Nice, nice one handed overhead suplex also from Archer. They've been yeah, he, he like I think even Jericho described it. He had him in a chokeslam position and then suplexed him. Yeah. I didn't even know cool. that was possible. Very cool looking. Uh, we have Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida. And, uh, story to this match is Britt has a busted nose. She gets yeah, some, leaking like a faucet. She suffers a deviated septum during the match. And her nose was pouring blood. Jericho even comments on how dark this blood was. Oh yeah, so you know it's like really bad when it gets that dark, dark blood. But Yeah. Yeah. She um basically wins with that running knee and, and, and keeps what's amazing win streak going. Yeah, and Britt Baker, she she looked really rough afterwards. You know, oh yeah, <laughs> she she was bloodied, and they they definitely milked it. As a matter of fact, here is a post match interview from her. Brett, an amazing match out there. How are you feeling? And do you feel that Sheeta lived up to her number one ranking here in the AEW Women's Division? Are are you serious? No, because being number one means being a leader, being a role model like myself. Sheeta is not a role model. She plays dirty. Look at me. I lost half of my blood out there on the mat. She is the dirtiest wrestler I've ever stepped foot in the ring with. And you know what? She better be thankful she did not touch my teeth. But you know what? 
even if she did, I could fix them myself because I'm a dentist. Isn't this the same person who like picked up her shoe off the floor and then still ate a sandwich? Like, come on now, come on, come on, Britt. <laughs> How fast they capitalized on that too, because Britt Baker's new T-shirt has her design from this situation. He did not miss a beat. Let me see if I could get it up here. Basically, the same bloody face, her smiling bloody face. Like it was all in her teeth and everything. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! Like. Yeah, I'll get it up after. I don't want to run the show behind trying to find the damn thing, and I'll share it to the yeah. the chat room because you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she has a bloody T-shirt similar to the Austin one, where it's like it just shows her bloodied face or whatever on the shirt. Yeah, quite the visual. Mm-hmm. So, next, the best friend's name is on the line, I believe, right? <laughs> yeah, it was Bex for Bex. <laughs> two best friends enter, one best friend sleep. Yeah, so you said in the chat, that's hilarious. Kenny Omega. Taylor and Trent versus Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa. Right, because Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa are in the trailer. They're talking about how they might be better best friends than uh, the best friends, uh, Chuck and Trent. But it turns out Orange Cassidy was in the bathroom of the trailer the whole time and he heard everything. And so the three of them come in and they're highly offended that Kenny Omega and Nakazawa believe that they're better best friends. And the two of them are like, no, we weren't serious. But it's like before they even get to like deflate the whole thing, the two of the best friends are like, it's on the line now. Is that what you need? It's on the line. And like, no, actually, they're like, no, it's on the line. It's on the line. Best friends on the line. They just storm out of the trailer. That was it. Now, so so the rights for the name best friends is on the line and Kenny Omega and Nakazawa didn't even really want this. That being saying, the oh, best friends okay. do go over with strong zero. Uh, I did like the fact that uh, almost the best friends 2.0, Kenny Omega and Michael Nakazawa, they try to do the hug to Orange Cassidy when he's in the center of the ring. Like they throw out the real best friends out of the ring and they go to hug him. And fucking uh, <laughs> Orange Cassidy ducks out the way like he won't take the hug from them. You know? Oh, but, uh, that was great. Nakazawa accidentally hitting Omega with that sweaty thong, the venom arm. And like, you know... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who was on commentary? Because there was someone on commentary that was like, this it, was ha- Jericho, it was Jericho freaked out, right? He was like, what do you mean this happened before? Where did you see this? <laughs> Jericho was hilarious. I, I remember at one point in commentary, he talks about how when, when he, uh, when he stopped shaking hands and kissing babies and started kissing hands and shaking babies is where he became the Jericho that we know today. <laughs> like he was killing me, man. Yo, I, I could, I had to watch this episode a second time because the first time around, I couldn't concentrate and I was laughing at Jericho. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yo, when Jericho's wrestling days are over, that man has a guaranteed spot in commentary waiting for him. So good. So good. Oh, Jesus. And then we get another uh, we get another exalted one scene, right? Oh, yeah. He pulled up in a Sadie's. Yeah, because he has unlimited success. When you're the exalted one, you have unlimited success and no one can cross you. Well, let's see what the hell happened here. gentlemen understand perception is reality you understand that so why 
do you two look the way you do? And he looks the way he does. When I send you out on a trip, what do you think people think of you two? You look like them, like you could be one of them. When you walk through the airport, what do you think the perception is of you? You think it's power? Wealth? Look at you two. Look at him. I am here to make every single life I touch extraordinary. Okay, you understand that? And when it gets laborious, when it becomes a sacrifice to you, that means that you two are looking at the exit ramp and not the highway ahead, where the next sign reads, unlimited power, unlimited success. Do you two understand? Get your act together and show me that you want it. I have an opportunity for you. Mm. According to Cody, it's not supposed to be Vince. I, I, I see Vince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where do we go from here? Uh, we have appearance by Mr. Matt Hardy. Good old Matt. at the Hardy compound. Mm-hmm. Good old Matt. I'm glad that uh, uh that he has like a good role in this entire situation that he didn't waste away like in other places. You know. Oh no. It's just like it's good to see him getting to have fun with us again. Mm-hmm. But didn't Brody Lee have a match? Uh yeah, his match was actually right after that. Right okay. after yeah, the Hardy yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So basically, yeah. uh. He basically says that Jericho uh, surrounds himself with, with a false god. And as we're talking about in regards to Sammy Guevara, and he's talking about taking off San- Santana and Ortiz. And, uh, you know, he's just basically calling out the entire uh, inner circle. Yeah. But not just that, he challenged the, the La Champion mm-hmm. to an elite deletion. Yeah, which I guess is going to be something like a final deletion, but it'll be an elite deletion. Yeah, with none of the, with, with, I'm, I'm frightened of this one because it's going to be obviously him getting to have full say in what happens again. Mm-hmm. And sure. anytime it's just him having his say, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Because you know, what what rock, I wonder if the Rock and Roll Express will be in this one. Oh, God, they might. <laughs> so then Brody Lee fights Lee Johnson. And basically takes him out immediately, discus clothesline, spinning sidewalk slam, job him out. Uh, Cody Rhodes has a match against uh, Sean Spears, formerly Ty Dillinger. Like I said, easily one of my favorite people on here. Oh, yeah. You know, he's come like an absolute long way. What was the finish to this? It was, because uh, this was a long uh, Actually, match. yeah, this was interesting, but um, basically Cody hit two crossroads and Spears kicked out. But Cody put uh, the figure four onto Spears. Right, right, right. But basically what happened was instead of tapping out, Spears' shoulders went down and he actually got the pin. getting covered. Yeah, exactly. So that's how Cody Which I've never seen that happen before. Like, I'm sitting there thinking his shoulders are going to pop up. And it's like, no. Yeah, and then Cody basically says, um, well, well, next I believe he's going to be facing uh, whoever wins between Darby Allin and Sammy Guevara. Yeah. So they set that up for the following week, which is already taped, so you don't have to worry about being canceled. You know how beautiful no cancel, is that? No changes, no, no cancellation, no nothing. You know, and uh, 
Somebody tweeted to Sean Spears after the thing saying that AEW doesn't use him well. And he says, I appreciate the opinions of all and love the fact that people are watching and loving AEW. Now, when it comes to how I'm quote unquote used, I'll put it like this. I've had more TV time in two weeks on AEW than I did in all of 2018. And he said, no, excuse me. I'm watching TV while swimming. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's been treated excellent here. Yeah, yeah like I said, his, his whole thing, Tully Blanchard is the cherry on top of what's already a really cool uh, gimmick. Yeah. I like the whole thing. The fun- it's one of my favorite the- things, like I said before. The funny thing is, he'd have been fine without Tully, but Tully just makes it even better. Yeah, the whole thing works. It's it's perfect. I want I want a lot more of it. Oh, yeah. So um, now we're going to switch over to the competition with NXT. Mar Ronaldo, as I said before, he announced for the first hour. There was no announcing for the second hour. Uh, this was done remotely. The match that they had was Io Shirai against Tegan Knox and Chelsea Green, Mia Yim, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae. This was a ladder match. This was uh, to determine the number one contender to face Charlotte. And uh, the finish to this was Candice and Io Shirai battling at the top. And then Io pushes Candice back first onto a ladder that's hammocked below in the corner. So now Io Shirai goes over. Right after the match, Charlotte tweeted and she said, a ladder match with a prize is a figure eight. Congratulations. So uh, just being condescending old Charlotte. <laughs> and regardless to the match, I really enjoyed this match. The power bomb choke slam combination that Mia Yim and Tegan Knox did from the top turnbuckle through the table on Gonzalez. Just to give you guys a little mental image, didn't see Mia Yim being the power bomber, Tegan Knox being above with the choke slam, bringing her down through the table on the outside. Uh, it looked like the kind of spot that they would tease and set up for that would get reversed, and I couldn't believe when she actually took it. Like a power bomb. Again, top turnbuckle, power and, bomb. And not even just like a regular power outside. bomb. Like Mia, like sit out power bomb. Yeah, she sit out power bombed her from the top turnbuckle to the table through the outside with choke slam combo. I thought that was crazy. You know, yeah, I think well, one of my favorite things EO did was it's a spot we've seen like Sin Cara do in the past where like somebody will tip the ladder over, but she'll springboard off the ropes and wipe the West and the rest of the field out. Like, yeah. yeah. EO okay. Shirai looks so at home in this match. Mm-hmm. Dakota Kai kicks Knox off of the apron through a ladder. That also looked like a tough bump. And uh, Robert Stone even interfered here. At one point, he's helping Chelsea Green up the ladder, but they both wind up taking a nasty bump when Candice and EO team up to tip the ladder over to the side. And then I even freaking... uh. Chelsea winds up hooking her leg on the descent down before she falls and bumps. And, you know, Robert Stone takes a pretty well enough bump as well. But, yeah, the story to this whole thing leads to uh, us having uh, Io Shirai winning. So, yep. Io Shirai so, And they even, mentioned, they even mentioned during the match that Io's dream match was against Charlotte. Yeah, so that works out. Oh, yeah. Uh, Finn, they show a Finn Balor versus Alexander Wolf match from the UK with Balor going over with the 1916 uh, so yeah, because that was... that's basically where Balor's been a lot of this time is uh over in NXT UK, basically going at it with Imperium, mm-hmm. which they're actually going to have. Uh, I guess this Wednesday it's Balor and Eichner on NXT, so he'd have to be coming back. Which sucks because it's gonna it's supposed to be building up to Walter, and the, we know the Walter thing's not happening. So who yeah, knows what the fuck they're gonna do as far as that goes. Uh, finally, the hairy dudes that beat up Matt Riddle, Rinku, and Sauron, Sauron. Indu uh, share from I believe that was that's how it's pronounced. Being accompanied by Malcolm Biv- Bivens uh, against Everrise, with the finish being that backbreaker flying elbow combo that they do, and uh, yeah, it was a good decent enough match. You know, they they look good. They were big tough guys, like what they were looking for. Is it just me or was that ref a little bit 
more close and noticeable than most refs generally are. Yeah. There were times it just felt like if they just would have moved suddenly, they would have knocked, he would have gotten knocked out. At one point, he, one of them goes for a whip into the corner and he's like right there. It's like they literally graze him. It's like kind of like move out of the shot. Like the whole ref is supposed to be invisible and I'm never really thinking about them. And it was weird to me that I kept getting distracted by how close this guy was getting to bumping. So I just figured I mean, I would like, let him breathe. Like, you can go back and watch that, see if it was just you, if it was my imagination. But I just noticed it was bald black dude. I don't know who he was. I don't recognize him. But I just noticed like, damn, dude, get the fuck out the way. Like they almost had to slow down on the whip in the corner because of you. Move. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, these guys look good enough. We'll have to see. You know, I mean, at this oh, yeah. point, I'm a little saturated in, in two big tag team guys that look alike, that are big and hairy, that fuck people up, that are jobbers for a long period of time. I don't want to go through another <laughs> wave of that. You know, I feel like we've been there, done that, have the t shirt, literally. So finally, we get Gargano versus Champa. One um, final beat, as they call it, because it's Blackheart versus Rebelheart. Yeah. Now, I want to say I really like the way this was shot. At first, when it started with the way that Triple H in the ring and the two of them getting there, arriving by car, Candace greeting him and everything, I thought, oh, my God, it's the third time that I'm going to see in under seven days some Undertaker fucking boneyard slash Firefly Funhouse type shit that's overproduced. And not that those were bad. They had entertaining values. But I don't need that for Gargano and Champa. And I was thinking, I don't want that. Thankfully, I didn't get that. Because, uh, sure, it started off with a little bit of that production. It feels like right where they are with that match, in my opinion, is the balance that WWE needed to find. During these times, use the tricks that you learned from your overproduced WrestleMania matches and apply the more subtle ones to regular matches, which is what they wound up doing here. Then what I mean yeah. by that is the way this match was shot, the lighting, the sound, the whole thing worked well for them. You know, the way that uh, it, it was still a wrestling match, despite the fact that there was production to it that normally wouldn't be in there. It's almost like they, they took a few things that they picked up from doing the other stuff and they applied it to this and it worked well for the two of them. You know, Ciampa putting Gargano's neck into the chair and whipping him into the corner was a nasty spot. I mean, at points they were messing each other up with the steel chair. Um, you know, when he powerbombed Gargano through the table, um, at one point he cuts the ring apron off. They, they fight each other on top of a truck, just like Edge and Orton wound up doing. There was even like a water bottle bumper. Like they have to bump the water bottles, follow him and, and, uh, you know, fall on top of him. There, there was lots of spots with the crutch, including like a nasty where Ciampa uses the crutch to apply the Gargano lock across Gargano's mouth himself. Um, Candace, the, the whole exclamation point to the situation was Candace comes out and uh, she's looking at Gargano and she's she's getting between the two of them and she's like, are you happy for you? Then I hate my husband now. I hate my husband because of you. I hate him. And then she tells Gargano, she points at, uh, well, she looks at Ciampa and she points at Gargano and says, finish it, finish it. And then she said, well, you're not going to finish it, then I'll do it. And she kicks her husband in the balls and he drops to the ground. And uh, Candace LeRae leaves and Gargano's on the ground holding his crutch and uh Champa feels bad about what happens. He kind of sits next to him and he's like talking to him like, hey, man, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. Like the two of them are kind of sitting next to each other the way that uh, they do. You know, and he's just like, you know, we'll fix this. We're going to make it right. We're going to make it right. Yeah, he was saying like, I'm sorry, man. You know, and, he, and like, you know, Champa feels bad. He realizes that it goes too too far. But it was a swerve because Candace is a heel too. And she comes back and kicks Champa in the balls from behind. And then it turns out that the item that she handed Gargano in the beginning before he entered the building was a cup. So the kick really didn't hurt him. And the two of them got over. And then Champa loses the match to the J-Driller, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he hit him with his own fairy tale ending. Yeah, it's the J Driller. But yeah, fairy tale ending. Yeah, so to add exclamation point to it. After this, you see Heel Gargano and Heel Candace leaving the parking lot. But as they're walking away, ending the show, 
there's already a foreshadow quietly in the distance looming of where the storyline is going to go. Yeah, because you saw who it was, who those two people were, right? Yes. In the background, if you look really carefully as the two of them are walking off scene, there's someone watching them, people watching them from a car. And I'm going to bring that up on screen here. Let's see if we could get a good shot. Yeah. Yeah. See if the chat can catch who those two people were. I'll put it large so we can see here. So here's the first shot. We got two shots that we could go through here. So you see them in the background in the car there. And then we'll get the second shot up here. Where we zoom in. Can I zoom in? I guess not. I demand zoom. No, I didn't want us to zoom on that for some reason. I've got to keep it a regular uh-huh. size. Well, you know who it is, right? You could go ahead and spill the beans. Yep. It's- Basically, those two people were Scarlet Bodor, Scarlet Bodor and Killer Cross. Yeah, Killer Cross, who needs to sit the fuck down, according to Nia Jax. So Scarlet, yeah. Bodor, and he Killer sat Cross down the car, so. so they could be, I don't know what this means. It could be, I mean, at one point they showed up when Gargano and Champa were feuding, remember? So I guess he yeah. has his crosshairs on whoever was going to win. So then uh, after the show ended, Champa tweeted, and it's like an image of him, like, on the ground in black and white, like, crouched on the ground. He says, uh, I'm not Goldie's daddy. I'm not the face of NXT. I don't know what I am. And that is NXT in a nutshell. Yeah. Let this be the last time, please. (laughs) And I have to say something that we didn't think that we were going to be hearing on here. The streak is broken. I can't believe it. But this is the first week this year that NXT has won against AEW. (laughs) The first time. The first fucking time. So uh, Against... Well, did they? I thought they beat them a couple of times, like last this, year. But like twenty twenty, they had not beaten them. Oh, maybe, maybe twenty twenty. Maybe I'm thinking last year. Yeah, yeah. It was like sometime like it, it was around when who first started. They beaten them a couple of times. Yeah, so that is rough. That is definitely yeah. But rough. I think, but I think they only beat them by what, like a thousand? I want to say. I'm trying to see here pre actually because I know because I know it's the smallest margin there's been for any victory of like any kind. I can't remember how much it's close. And keep in mind that they had advertised that NXT as a takeover. Yeah. But what was weird is that only two of those matches were actually takeover matches. Yeah. The rest were just matches. But yeah, they announced it as a takeover. So, I mean, they definitely did have an edge there where people were going to tune in to see what they thought would be like a full takeover. Yeah. So, Yeah. I mean, that that really, I mean, it was going to happen inevitably, you know, at some point they were going to have something. I don't know if it's going to stay that way. And you're right. It is by a thousand. I see the numbers pre-sent me here from Alvarez. NXT at 693,000 versus AW 692,000. There was only a thousand viewer difference. They snuck by. Barely, barely. (laughs) And that's a drop on both sides. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but barely, almost a tie. Like we're giving it to them on a technicality almost. Yeah, it wasn't the sweeps like, that we've like, been like, seeing. It wasn't NX, the two hundred thousand. Like AEW rolled an ankle. Yeah, it wasn't the two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand different sweeps that we've been seeing from AEW. They barely won by a thousand. Triple H, uh, basically said in an interview when he was, uh, who was he speaking to here? He was talking to Sports Illustrated, and he basically said, "I'm a believer in the long term game. You create the right product, and over time, people will find it." I think back to the Monday nights years ago, and it looks different now. But there were periods of time when WWE was putting on a much better show, and the content was much better. But we were still getting beat. We were not winning the quote unquote the war, but we stayed true to who we were. If it's a flash and it's exciting at first, but you can't maintain it, then it loses its pizzazz. 
it's a long-term duration for me. That's how you win. I've been saying it from the beginning. I'm not concerned about those numbers week to week. It's about trying to put out the best show you can every week. Yeah, so you're sticking with guns with that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, good good for them. I mean, they, they, NXT is good, you know? It's not like yeah, either product it's, is it, bad. It's, it's the best part and, of, the, of, the, of the other side. Like, and you know what? Even with the cuts and it have, being a half takeover, I would venture to say this week's NXT was better than AEW. And it's not that AEW was bad, but I think NXT just put in the extra footwork. I think that ladder match yeah. is, is definitely a higher grade match than a reg- regular television match. Yeah. And the Gargano I mean, Champa thing automatically. That's another thing. You know what I mean? Like we're looking at this. We're judging them when they bring out the biggest thing that they can possibly bring out in the entire fucking world right now versus AEW. They said, Hey, you can watch AEW and see what's going on here. Or you can watch the final battle between Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano ever in an empty place where they can do whatever they want to each other. Like, of course they're yeah. going to fucking win with that. There's no one in the world who's going to not want to watch the final battle between Gargano and Ciampa, which is the way it was promoted and all the buildup. I mean, they even did an episode that had no matches. That was just them telling the story. Yeah. So, yeah, I would hope that that would win. So, yeah, either way, I think the fans win when it comes to Wednesdays. Wednesdays are the most fun to talk about. And the most stuff happens. Oh, yeah. Wednesdays are nuts. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays are the new Monday. Yeah, pretty much. So we're almost done because now we talk a little bit of SmackDown. SmackDown being good. By the way, we're completely over. Like they've, they got the formula down now, guys. There's really no reason to talk about it anymore. Empty arena or not. It's the Raw and SmackDown or Raw and SmackDown. AEW and NXT or AEW and NXT. There's almost no difference now. Yeah, you don't notice it anymore. You don't. You really don't. And if you do, you're just being nitpicky and you need to go away. Yeah, you don't notice it, guys. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, uh, SmackDown opens with Braun Strowman giving a promo. First promo as the champion before he interrupted almost immediately by Nakamura coming out with them exchanging some words. Nakamura using a cool ancient Japanese proverb where he says the meat are the weak and the strong eat. He says it in Japanese and translates it for Strowman. Cesaro shows up with the ambush from behind, but it doesn't work because he winds up just getting pushed out of the ring. But in that distraction, Nakamura lays in a kick, which I guess he gets his points there. But at the end of the day, Strowman is still standing angrily in the ring after the heels retreat. So very telling of his strength there. We get uh, our first official match being Bliss and Cross against the Kabuki Warriors in a tag team championship rematch uh, with Cross going over Kyrie Sane with Twisted Bliss. And uh, the highlight to me of this match was Alexa Bliss hitting a Twisted Bliss from the top turnbuckle to the outside on both Kabuki Warriors, which looked really solid. Yeah, she she ra- she rarely breaks that variation of an out, but like, yeah, whenever she does it, I'm like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Elias has a song to sing where he compares himself to the Lion King. This is what Roxy said last week when we talked about Elias falling off that thing, right? She compared it to Scar, right? From the fucking Lion King. And now he's <laughs> yeah, over from, saying, from, from Mufasa. And now he compares Mufasa. himself to Simba. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and now he even said it. So I, maybe that's what they were going for. And I just didn't, I was too naive to believe it. But yeah, he says that he's a, he, he's not, he's going to come back like Simba. So good for him. You know, I guess everybody, the, the desired effect there. And I'm glad he ain't say like Mufasa because I'm like motherfucker. You don't know as Doriente, he ain't come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otis's partner Tucker shows some screenshots on the Tron of Dolph Ziggler and how happy he's with Mandy Rose. This leads to a match with Dolph going over via super kick. Uh, what else? What else? The dirt sheet. We have the dirt sheet, which I can't stand. Miss and Morrison. They rap about the Usos. Oh God! I know, right? 
and it uh, happened and we endured it never we endured again. it and it's called and, and and the usos come out and then they drive they basically they try to um drive a wedge between miz and morrison by just pointing out the fact that morrison did all the work and miz didn't have a match and then new day comes out and they agree as well with that being the case and they decide that they're going to make it a triple threat match with the three members that didn't compete at mania and then kofi follows it in with player player and then he teddy dances to make it official that's how you make shit official on SmackDown. You give him a teddy dance after a holla holla, and that's what he did. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start doing that in everything in my life. Where I need to make him official. Mm-hmm. Freaking, you may now kiss the bride. <laughs> Lucha House Party versus Forgotten Sons. Forgotten Sons going over. Uh, Bailey and Sasha have a promo. They're in the ring. They're basically patting their own backs when Tamina comes in. And uh, they try to butter her up and be all friendly. Oh, hi. Hey, once again. But Sasha talks about, uh, Tamina's not having it. She, she basically talks about how it took all of the women to eliminate her during the pay-per-view and that she wants to face them. And then Sasha basically talks about Tamina crawling out from whatever coconut shell she was under. And it gets really, really nasty. And then Bailey nominates Sasha. She's like, my friend is going to kick your ass, basically. I can't wait to see the match later. And Sasha's kind of standing there like, fuck, wait, what do you do? And like, you know, Tamina kind of goes, you know, your friend just screwed you over and walks away. And Bailey, and then Sasha kind of has this reluctant, like, yeah, 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 I guess I got this. All right. All right. I'll fight her. You know, um, Seamus bro kicks some guy named Cal Bloom. I mean, I don't know if he's any relation to Orlando Bloom, but he took him out like an elf. Uh <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Is this, is, hey, they just throw some Who random thing like that. Elf? And they're like, what was that? I don't know what the hell's going on. Holy shit. Uh, Braun Strowman has his match against Nakamura with Strowman going over with his power slam. Immediately after winning this match, the Firefly Funhouse interrupts him. And uh, there's a lot of flashbacks. You know the way the thing likes to flash all over? There's a lot of flashbacks of Braun Strowman back when he used to wear the mask and be part of the uh, the Wyatts and, you know, Bray sort of teasing about that. And telling him that, you know, he left his family behind and how he brought Braun into this world and he's going to have to take him out. And then Braun, in what I think was one of the better clapbacks to Bray, he uh, basically tells him, I'm ready to let you in. And then Braun puts on the biggest smile and goes, bye, see you later. Oh, my God. And it goes up the air. I like that Ron, Ron is interesting, man. I'm glad that he's in this situation because I, I didn't expect that. And he, he didn't do the typical tough guy. Like, yeah, that was like a fuck you back to Bray. And then the, the, we have an interesting story here. You know, I like the, that we're going back again, even though they keep going into the same well. Uh, I don't think that, that it hurts them. I like that we're once again going back into Wyatt history for this angle. Yeah, I, you know, like we're going back. Like, like I like when they use the new Bray stuff, but they subtly flash the old Wyatt images like the way they're doing. So I'm glad we have another reason to do that now. You know? Like, I, cause I, like, it's probably one of my favorite backstories because, like, he talked about how he was broken and the fiend put him back together. It's like the fiend going back and, and almost like, it's almost like a receipt to anything that caused him to be broken when the fiend basically found him. Yeah. It's like, like I've said before, the best thing about this character is they tr- they don't treat it like it's an alter ego. Literally, they treat it like Bray and the Fiend are two completely separate people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well done. But well done. And the ratings stabilized. They were just slightly lower, not even low enough to be mentionable. It was 2.3035 2. versus, I mean, 335 versus uh, last week's 2.375 million viewers in the 18 to 49 demographic 0.6 rating. So they're, they're stable. They're stable for it where, where we'll be expecting, you know. Lastly, we go to Raw, which we can't talk about their rating, so we'll tell you where we left off from last week, that show. 
um, the 2.10 million viewers, which is actually up from the 2 million viewers that they did the previous week. So the Rough Mania, you're always going to get that extra little boost. We'll have to see what happens now with this one. But this one opens with Drew McIntyre thanking the fans for letting him into their living room and all of their support. Um, and then it goes into Andrade interrupting with Zelina Vega and shit talking there and setting the, the, the groundwork for a match later on. First official match being Asuka versus Ruby Riot. Money in the Bank qualifying match with the finish being Asuka Lock. And, uh, I did like Ruby's dialogue where I like that we could hear certain things. Like when she's beating up Asuka, she's like, who's this, who's this joker who's dancing? I want the real Asuka. <laughs> that shit was great. You know? And I love how everybody just had that general feeling. Like, okay, bitch, I guess what you asked for. Interesting <laughs> sequence where Ruby Wright hits what's essentially, well, she misses essentially what's the coffin drop, but she's lucky to roll out of the first attempt at the Asuka lock until later in the match. You know, yeah. It's a, it's a move. I haven't seen her do that since she's been back, but yeah, it's one, it was one of her old finishes in NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alistair Black versus Oni Lorcan. Black Mass being the finish. Alistair going over. Good match. Good workhorse match. Always get good stuff out of Lorcan. Glad that it wasn't just a jobber match there. Uh, Becky comes out and does an unnecessary promo. I guess just so that they could say Becky was there. All it is is a random call out to whoever wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. It's kind of like you don't need to win. You don't actually need to call them out because you see them winning that briefcase makes it automatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's that's why that they need the, the briefcase. That's Chuffa. the thing. Yeah, that's the whole thing. The briefcase makes you have to face them. Even if you don't do that promo. It's pretty much written in stone. Yeah. It's not like you could come out there and be like, I've decided, fuck the briefcase. Like, they're facing you no matter what. But it's good that right. she basically was letting us know that they have her permission. She's ready for whoever. Angry Shayna Baszler, who was backstage angry, unable to do interviews, you know, having tantrums, versus Sarah Logan. Baszler ends up catching her with that arm stomp. And, uh, or ugly, botched, <laughs> shitty, lazy version of the arm stomp, where I guess there wasn't, she whiffed it, right? No, she hit it. Oh, did she? Hit I don't it? know it what. Why, like I don't know me. what went. I don't know what went on with Logan's arm, but yeah, she she connected. Yeah, it didn't look that. The good. The, the, the the only thing that was bought was freaking Mike Rome talking about the winner of Sarah Logan. I was like, no, yeah, no dummy. Like, <laughs> no, the winner's definitely not. But yeah, I thought it, it didn't look that good. But you know, whatever. That's the spot she does when he takes people out. So she yeah. advances. Uh, Austin Theory has a match against Akira Tozawa with the finish being Theory reversing the octopus into the ATL, which is his version of the TKO. It's called the Austin Theory launch. And then afterward, Theory winds up posing in the ring with Garza and Andrade, and then they beat up Tozawa together with Zelina Vega. So that's the stable officially making their, yeah. uh, making their, uh, presence known here. Theory and, finally won. Woo. Mm-hmm. And, and then they follow through with Andrew Garza going over some jobber. They just threw some random jobber out there. Who the fuck was that? The same thing. Just some the end part of Raw was just the three amigos. They, That's yeah. all it was. <laughs> they, they, they said it was some guy from NXT, and I was like, I've never fucking seen him. Like, okay, well, he's gone now. Uh, Nia Jax has a match against Kyrie Sane with Nia going over with a it looked like a I guess that was a press press slam. It, it, it was, was a it was a military press Samoan drop. Right, right. And she calls it the Annihilator. And uh, yeah, good match. One of my favorite things that I like Kyrie Sane being the heel she is as as Nia's walking down the ramp to her. Kyrie Sane does the sumo taunt. She like take, literally does the hoop and she stops her feet and I'm like that's fucked up. You know, it's like a subtle. That's a fat joke, but in a really subtle way. Like you didn't call her fat, but like you just, you just you, she's walk, you walking toward her and you did the sumo thing. Like you're ready to sumo fight her. It was just so funny. Go back and watch how she looked. <laughs> that shit. <laughs> those two are those two are like a cartoon at this point. Like yeah, I was dying during that interview. Oh my god. We get another case of another big name being misused here because Charlotte, Charlotte decides to give a promo where she just basically talks about how everybody bows to the queen. We know. We get it. And you're going to fight whoever's next. 
We get that too. Becky just said that. You guys run this shit. You don't got to keep convincing us. You guys run this shit. Nobody has argued with those girls in years. Like, why do they keep doing that? The girls that are fucking the most people up are like, I just want to come on here and let you know that I run this shit. Like, no shit. It hasn't even been disputed in recent times. Nobody argued it. You main event most of this shit. You take whatever titles you want when you want them. I love, I love how they still have her like talking shit about Becky, like Becky didn't own her like the last like ten times they fought. Like, come on, man. Yeah, we remember we were there. Yeah, like, 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 because like you can't you in in the canon you can't tell me that Becky didn't get picked because Charlotte didn't feel like beating Becky. Becky didn't get picked because Charlotte didn't want that ass whooping at WrestleMania. <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus oh, Christ, you could have just kept it simple. Okay, I chose Ripley because I've never fought Ripley. Promo over. Yeah, pretty much. Because that's all it came down to. <laughs> but yeah, there was some unnecessary promos here from people that are otherwise good. And don't get me wrong, it's a Charlotte promo. Every Charlotte promo is good. So I'm not saying like the promo was bad, you know, but it was just kind of like it's it just felt wasted. Market. Where it was just kind of like, all right, you know, because Charlotte's a good promo, let's throw her out there. I mean, she's going to hit it every time. She's going to knock it out of the park every single time. I've already seen this for and a then, fact, you know. And then on top of that, like it would make, it would mean more for her first appearance to be on NXT, the show where that title's actually from. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't just throw these guys like if it's the NXT title, her first appearance is fucking NXT. That's common sense. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley, accompanied by Lana, has a match against No Way Jose. No idea why. Obviously, Lashley goes over. You know, I wanted Jose to win so bad just so I could laugh. One-handed spinebuster spear for the win. I don't know what Lana almost. I mean, it's, it's, they literally just use Jose to build towards some potential breakup because Lana almost cost him the match. No way. Like we had uh, the Viking Raiders against Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. With uh, the Viking Raiders going over, Ricochet springboarding. Uh, but he winds up getting knocked down at the end. And uh, I guess there was a botch here. Like something went wrong. Like right? so, either either Roe didn't throw him high enough, or Hanson didn't catch him right. Yeah, it looked off. And then the camera switched right at the botch, if I recall too. Like it looked like the camera was just off for some reason. There oh, must be a I delay. The whole were, thing. I don't know what. Yeah. There was a switch. <laughs> or maybe the camera didn't switch, and I was just and that's just it. Just looked like shit. But I know there was something definitely went yeah, wrong. Yeah, it, it was, looked weird. Like, you could tell by the way that catch was, there was no way that was supposed to how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. So then Drew McIntyre has a match against Andrade, Selena Vega, and the rest of the uh, Three Amigo crew, as Squires calling it, accompanying them. Uh, <laughs> with McIntyre hitting an inverted Alabama slam and then following through with a Claymore kick for the win. But then no sooner than he gets this, Seth Rollins' music hits. He comes down and uh, basically... First, Garza winds up hitting McIntyre in the back of the leg. He chop blocks him down, and then Seth runs in, and he hits him with the real blackout. Uh, and then he looks at the title, and then he hits him with the blackout again, a.k.a. the stomp, putting the show to an end, indicating that the next feud for the main title is going to be Rollins against Drew McIntyre. Yeah, when I saw a trademark come up, I was all the way expecting him to cut the camera mid-stomp. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> McIntyre chopped that crap out of one of those guys. I was all yo. <laughs> like, that wow. was that was like two steps below a Walter chop. That was like blah, blah. I was, felt it and I was like, somebody get shot? Like <laughs> Yeah. I can't be getting chopped by him. When when he when he chopped uh Andrade against the ring pose, I expected Andrade to move. I was surprised when he didn't move. And it was like, oh my god, he took all of that shit. Like Yep. And uh 
Yeah, that was that was raw in a nutshell. I mean, it was the show that you would expect it to be. I have no complaints, and they're doing it's it's normal now. I know that it'll never be like with the crowd, but the show has leveled out. You know what I mean? Like it's it feels yeah. like regular raw at this point. I'm I'm like completely. When when I hear people saying that it's weird without the crowd, at this point, I don't notice anymore. It's just it it yeah. wasn't. I'm not weird. looking out there anymore. No, it's it's working, and this is and now they're no longer putting in big video segments in the middle. Every show is has the same rhythm that it used to have. They just needed an adjustment. This was all very sudden, but assuming that they don't get shut down, they have the perfect formula, and this is everybody. They all have the perfect formula to be able to watch wrestling, and if they pull it off, hey, years from now we'll be able to talk about how they were the only things that didn't shut down, and it was business like usual for us. Yeah, empty arena era. That being said, thank you to everyone who's hung out with us for this entire wonderful situation slash event. Thank you to all of you who have been live in the chat room. Willie V2, E-Mang, Stasis Dreams, Kula, Six Slayer, AJ Crash, aka Rogs, Sharp Thing 3 Sugar Shane, Roxy, Mark710, Chase, Still Brazy 400, George Z, Majestic Satire 82, Shotgun Wooly, Little Wolf Dog, anyone else that I might have missed, and of course all of you listening across the airwaves on iTunes, Stitch Radio, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Main Page, everywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 378, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself, Destin, and Squires, we are out of here. And we will see you with the hardwood. I gotta change my Lysol muffler. Hit. Shut it down.